Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your evening. Thanks for checking out the show. We got all sorts of stuff to get to tonight. You know, we're going to talk about Cap and Eric Reed a little bit. I'm not going to do four hours on it, but it needs to be discussed. I got to talk about this college football free agency stuff. I don't know why college football would be against something that helps college football, but we'll get into that. I got to start with Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed because the collusion case that Cap and Eric Reed filed against the NFL, it's over. Ended with an undisclosed settlement on Friday. There was going to be a public hearing scheduled for next month, and the NFL faced the prospect of having owners and league officials facing depositions. So it, it goes away. The first place my mind goes is I think back to the middle of the season when the Eagles played the Panthers. Do you remember when Eric Reed came unglued when it came to Eagle safety Malcolm Jenkins? Called him a sellout, said that he was just taking their cause and running with it in basically a different direction. In case you forgot, here's Eric Reed calling out Malcolm Jenkins. I believe Malcolm capitalized on the situation. He co-opted the movement that was started by Colin to get his organization funded. It's cowardly. He sold us out. Okay. Hmm. Interesting that Eric Reed is going to call out Malcolm Jenkins for essentially taking the cash, if you will. And then Eric Reed's going to turn around and, what, do the same thing? You can't have both at play here. Either Eric Reed agrees to this settlement, takes the cash from the NFL, at least we're assuming that's the case, 
unless you think that Cap and Eric Reed just got this far and just said, you know what, I, we just feel like ending this thing. No cash exchanged hands. Come on, we weren't born last night, right? Of course they got paid off. So if Eric Reed's going to take the cash, that's one thing. You can't have it as the backdrop pointing the finger at Malcolm Jenkins, calling out Malcolm Jenkins, saying, this guy's a sellout. Those are strong words right there. Listen to Eric Reed talking about Malcolm Jenkins at the middle of the season. He's a sellout. Why do you say that? Because he's a sellout. No, his accents speak louder than his words. Hmm. Interesting. Yet he's going to do the same thing by essentially taking the cash. Like, what was the goal here? That's the question. What was the goal here? Was the goal to create change going forward? Or was the goal to line your pockets with cash? Because that's a legitimate question. And you can go back and forth and say, well, Brian, it's hard to prove for sure that there was collusion and all of these things. They might not have won, yada, yada. Okay, fine. You can play that card. That's fine. I hear that argument, and it makes sense. I just keep coming back to you can't have both at play. You can't have Eric Reed calling out Malcolm Jenkins and then turning around and accepting cash himself. That is the epitome of hypocrisy. So if that's not in the backdrop, it's a different discussion. But with that in the backdrop, that's where I shake my head and look at Eric Reed like, dude, weren't you just crushing Malcolm Jenkins a few months ago? And now you're going to turn around and take the cash? Interesting development right there. 877-99 on Fox is the phone number. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. And then you look at just all the discussion that this generates, and I find this interesting. It seems to, if you are essentially all on board with everything related to Kaepernick and Malcolm, uh, sorry, Kaepernick and Eric Reed, and you're going to look at this settlement and say, ah, NFL knew that they were done. They knew this. I wouldn't go that far. You don't know that to be the case. I would look at, Think at Deflategate, for instance. Deflategate was horrible for the NFL. It dragged on and on and on and on. The NFL actually won that case. They won. Yet it was horrible for the league. Let's say the NFL won this grievance that was filed, this court case, essentially, that was about to develop here with Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed. Like, Unless you think there is a smoking gun, which I find it very hard to believe there is. I know that people think the NFL is dumb. Do you think the NFL is that dumb where there's an email from Goodell or an owner that's like, attention everybody, just to recap the meeting where we all colluded against Colin Kaepernick. It's a blood oath. Nobody is to sign Colin Kaepernick. Just to restate it and hear the bullet points of the meeting we just had. Like, really? Really? Do you think that's out there? I, I don't. And for everybody, it's like, oh, clear collusion. Let me just ask you this. There's no chance, no possibility whatsoever that teams on a case-by-case basis looked and said, yeah, it's a little hot to sign Colin Kaepernick as a backup. There's going to be a whole thing that comes along with it. Whether it's right or wrong, whether it should be or shouldn't be, we know. What would happen? There'd be a lot of pushback. There'd be a lot said about signing Colin Kaepernick. For what? To be a backup? 
So there's no chance, no how, that teams arrived at their own conclusion that, yeah, I don't know if this makes all the sense in the world. No chance whatsoever. Really? Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, sure. Clear collusion. There are holes all up and down this thing. And it's one thing to allege something. It's another thing to prove it. We learned this from Denzel Washington in training day. It's not what you know. It's what you can prove. And just because there's a settlement, it doesn't mean that there was proof galore in the NFL. Oh, man, these emails are going to get out. These texts are going to get out. Some salacious texts between Roger Goodell and some NFL owners. Yeah, we got to get this bastard out of the league. Really? I just think the NFL wanted it to go away because it's take the flate gate and multiply it by a thousand. Even if the NFL won for it to drag on and on and on in an issue that is so important for so many people in this country, so many people identifying with what Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed were trying to accomplish, what was behind that. Even if the NFL wins and it's, you know, they get the decision and the grievance essentially doesn't go anywhere and it isn't proven in the favor of Cap and Eric Reed. The NFL still loses. So it made sense to move on from this thing instead of it going on and on and on and on. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're enjoying your evening. Appreciate you checking out the show. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Okay, (laughs) this is one of the best descriptions I have ever heard in sports history. It's when Pelicans head coach Alvin Gentry said that the Pelicans are a dumpster fire because that's exactly what they are. And it got even worse over the last 24 hours. So not only does Anthony Davis want out, he's not going to sign a uh, he's not going to sign a long-term extension and they're going to have to trade him in the offseason all that sort of stuff. He's leaving the arena with a shoulder contusion, people don't know about it. It's just on and on. It's terrible. The Pelicans have fired their GM Dell Demps. Not only have they done that, they have hired on an interim basis former Cavs and Hawks GM Danny Ferry. Now, here's the thing. This is so tone deaf. When you are firing Dell Demps, who is a black GM, and you're bringing in Danny Ferry, even on an interim basis, and he was fired by the Atlanta Hawks for repeating words that were racially insensitive. While he was with the Atlanta Hawks. He was fired for saying those things. And you're going to bring that guy in. To replace a GM in Dell Demps. Who happens to be a black man. That's what you're going to do. That's the course of action Pelicans. My goodness. When Alvin Gentry said this. After the Pelicans beat the Thunder. And said it's just. it's To be honest with you. It's a dumpster fire. It's I got to tell you straight up. Yeah. He, he didn't even know it was going to get worse over the next 24 hours. It has. That is such a tone-deaf move by the Pelicans to bring in, of all people, Danny Ferry, who was fired for repeating racially insensitive comments. Unbelievable. And everything with Anthony Davis. I'll say one thing that's positive, though. Let me be positive for a second here. 
if you look at Anthony Davis, who hasn't had much postseason success, if you look at what's happening to the Pelicans now that he's not in the long-term picture, doesn't this show the value of Anthony Davis? He was holding that thing together for years. Look at him now. Anthony Davis is out of the picture going forward. And they are just disintegrating. That franchise is an absolute disaster. And so I go back and think about the lack of postseason success with Anthony Davis and all the criticism that was headed his way. I think what's happening with him moving on from this franchise and how it is just crumbling to the ground, I think that should change your perspective to some degree in terms of the Pelicans' lack of postseason success. So it's a credit to Anthony Davis that, I mean, I, it wasn't just series win after series win. They got out of the first round one time, you know? Not a lot of success, but, man, look at them now. Look at them now that Anthony Davis isn't going to be there going forward. All right, plenty of stuff to get to. We'll hear from the crew coming up next from the Geico Studios. And also, I don't know why the NCAA would be against something that ultimately benefits itself. I'll explain that. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. Hey, become a new card member, and Discover will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. See, that's my guy, Iowa Sam. That's He's playing to his audience right there. And when I say audience, I don't mean you guys listening. I mean me. <laughs> he, knows, he knows I'm a metalhead. 
By the way, Iowa Sam's fun fact over here. Like I got to hang with the Lambs when they were in Portland last. I think Lamb I saw God, that on social media. I think I saw that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, man. It was a good time. Uh, Mark Morton, one of their guitar players, he came in, did a in studio interview. That was a lot of fun. It's a good time. You, you have it. any love for Lamb of God there, Iowa Sam? Yeah, well, you know, a couple of their songs. I knew I knew you'd dig it, so uh, played them there. Uh, you wrangling some good guests up there in Portland. I yeah, see some. Been- uh, See some solid. Who was it that you had? A comedian. Oh, Bob Saget. Bob Saget. Yeah, was, very uh, cool. Yeah, because there's a couple of comedy clubs here, so there are a lot of comedians that come through, and that's a lot of fun. It's fun to interview those people. And uh, Bob, cool. he was he was on the telephone that time. He was on the phone still, though. But I mean, like you know, that's that's a good get. Yeah, it was great. We had a we had a good time. You know. By the way, how's everything going with you, Iowa Sam? How's your life? Go- going over there huh everything good everything's good had a nice valentine's day uh went out to an italian feast with my uh, girlfriend it was fun long day though um but uh it's not like i don't see you every sunday or hear from you every sunday yeah we do work together every sunday yes we do uh that's right i do the show with andy Furman. crack of dawn yeah so an italian feast i'm curious about this yep had some where did you go what did you have a place called antonio's here in uh, the valley antonio's of that now that is yes, yes that yes. is a name of a hardcore italian place come on antonio's pizzeria is solid oh, place good perfect. like good um fair bill you know, you know like you don't see that a lot in la a nice fair bill two people a couple drinks and a lot of courses and stuff is in the 60s range not bad that's really? not bad yeah that's a, that's for a, that's a four really for for some za and some a couple of drinks. We what had were you knocking back there. We had a pizza. We each had one drink, but we had a pizza. We had two hors d'oeuvres or appetizer things, and we had um, uh, like a, a pasta dish. So sixty bucks, sixty six bucks, not bad. Not bad, huh? The ambiance on point. Yeah, yeah. Classic Italian yeah. had like the stained glass windows. You had like the fake grapes and uh, <laughs> olive oil bottles hanging from the ceiling. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, just a solid, um, solid evening. But I did solid spend evening. some money on my lady on other things like some flowers and some little, some fun little things from CVS. So you know, chocolates and whatnot. wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What, what fun what? little things from CVS? Yeah, like val- now, you go now in the Valentine's aisle. You know, you, yeah, you're gonna have to let us know here because immediately I can't be the only one that thinks along these lines. As long as the audience, you know, is here and listening to this conversation, because Iowa Sam, you're an eclectic guy. When you say essentially like some miscellaneous items at CVS, I start thinking, whoa, 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 what, what's, what are you bringing to the front counter there to pay for, you know? Uh, it's pretty, pretty simple stuff. I got her like a, I guess I wandered into the Easter aisle, which I didn't even know was up and running already, because <laughs> I got her like the, one of those Lind chocolate uh, rabbits. It's like five bucks, and it's like wrapped in gold foil. Looked pretty classy. I got a couple of Reese's peanut butter eggs, which again, I guess could either be Valentine's Day or it could be Easter, which is still uh-huh. like two months away, um, and yeah, right, two months away, yeah. And um, I got her a Pez dispenser, which you know I wow, I, I'm a Pez dispenser collector, so I I saw that and I figured she'd like it. That's uh, great. I buy them yeah, as gifts for people too, as I well used as receiving to them as gifts. Have some of those things as well. For yeah, sure, I'm a I'm huge a fan of Pez. Yeah, yeah. I don't have any of the Pez dispensers anymore, but yes, I'm a hardcore fan of Pez, no doubt. Well, that's good. That's good, Iowa Sam. Well, I'm talking to Iowa Sam. I might as well hear from the rest of the crew here, you know? Yeah, I'm I have sorry. A bad I'm habit. hogging I start... the mic here. No, you're doing fine. You're doing fine, Iowa. I have a bad habit of I'll start a, a sports thought, 
And then I'm like, shoot, we have 30 seconds to talk to the crew. So I thought I would bring in the crew first and then get to these sports thoughts. Ryan Bershinger is your producer extraordinaire tonight. Now, before he cracks the mic here, I just want everybody to prepare themselves mentally for the golden pipes that you are about to hear from Ryan Bershinger. Because, Ryan, I'll tell you what, man. You should be doing some voiceover work. Have you ever thought about doing that? Oh, my man, my man. Uh, I've actually, I've, I've done... I've done a couple voiceover auditions in my past. Um, and they, they didn't choose you? No. No, they what? didn't. No. What was it for? Um, there was stuff like more like younger commercials, I guess. It's, it's radio commercials more. Um, shoot, I can't remember what they were specifically. It was like McDonald's <laughs> and stuff like that. It, it, it's, yeah. Yeah, more like, like teenage guy is, is what I go out for okay. a lot specifically. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Okay, so how does that work? How do you throw your name in the hat? Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I have a, I have an agent, and they give me these auditions, and that's um, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> he's going Look for beautiful you. marketability. <laughs> so okay, so the agent yeah. is like, all right, Ryan, you got to do some voiceover work. These freaking <laughs> golden pipes, they're gonna be a cash cow for us, and then they'll just send you out for these auditions. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I look like a teenage boy still, but um, <laughs> but, but uh, so the voiceover ones don't work as well because my voice is, is deeper than that. So, um, I, I yeah, they're fun. I mean, voiceover auditions are awesome because I go in for one thing and they'll give me three other scripts and say, oh, try this out as well. And then I don't yeah. get any of them, but it's all right. <laughs> they're, they're fun. So it's that's, that's interesting, man. Yeah. So. What other stuff are you into? Like the age, if you've got an agent and he's like, "Hey, try this, try that." What are the other things? You trying out for parts, like roles and acting and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. I've I've been doing that uh, since like high school. Um, not not too much has has panned out for me. A couple small commercials here and there, one small thing on Disney Channel, and like just uh, but I I still get to audition here and there. I had one a couple weeks ago. Nothing. Came of it, You're going to hit the big time. I can feel oh, it, Ryan man. Bershinger. Don't forget about us. <laughs> oh. By the way, when I lived in L.A., I lived there for, I don't know, about three years. Uh, <laughs> I lived there. It was like three different stints I lived in L.A., but collectively about three years or so. But I just ran out of cash, as a lot of people in L.A. do. And so I was just trying to make ends meet. And I um, sold drugs. I'm kidding. I didn't do that. I was doing some extra work. And uh, there was this one extra job I had where this one I used to have long hair, like I'm playing in heavy metal bands. And so I just looked like I was, you know, a a crazy person, essentially. (laughs) So I had these like little roles and they did this one thing. It was urban legends. And I was one of four people that were just causing problems. And so it was was like a couple that were leaving a bar and for some reason were pestering them right and so the urban legend was when they got in their car we were like shaking the car we were picking the car up and putting it down just shaking it around and just being jerks and the urban legend was when the guy sped off it took like two of my fingers off with the car (laughs) and so they put like fake blood on my hand and i had to drop to my knees and be like oh my gosh that's that was a real thing. That's a true story, Ryan. That's that's fantastic. My uh, he took my <laughs> when, yeah yeah when you when you have like a like a, a specific look like that and and you try to do extra work, you get 
tons of work constantly. My dad just started doing extra work, actually, and he's like in his 60s. And so he's just going in for stuff constantly where he shows up and he's a business professional or like guy in the office or because he showed up in a suit. And so he gets thrown into a bunch of TV shows now just doing background work as guy in the office. Yeah. Yeah, man. I Like, it was funny because I would get calls and it'd be like, hey, Brian, we've got you booked for whatever, whatever. You're going to be a bar patron or it was all I was always a low life. Like I was in um, <laughs> what was the movie? Uh, Starsky and Hutch. You know how they redid uh, yes. it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was in the precinct being arrested. Wait, wait like that was one of Owen the cooler ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Stiller. Stiller. Like, yeah. yeah, Ben Stiller and Owen Wilson <laughs> were, That's were awesome. in the other room doing the scene. There's it's crazy how much how detailed they are with background stuff. They put money into stuff that doesn't even show up on the camera. It's so extensive, but yeah, they had me in handcuffs and I was at the precinct getting arrested. Like that's what I always was. I was essentially always a criminal. You're in uh you're also getting arrested in Sons of Anarchy, weren't you? No, I wasn't. Are in you that. Were, weren't you like, a, or are you an extra biker or something? Were you, oh, I thought you tried out for Sons of Anarchy. No, no, I, what I, you got I mis- me confused with somebody else. What? I have no idea. No, that wasn't me. <laughs> are you maybe really? That was Jonas? Maybe, maybe no, Jonas wasn't was Jonas. one of the background talents. Why do and, I associate uh, your name with the show Sons of Anarchy? Which would have been no badass because you had long hair. You look maybe. like a guy being like a biker gang, possibly. Right? Yeah. yeah. Could have been. No face tattoos, but we're working on it, right? No. You could fake it. Yeah, you know, of course, of course. Yeah, you course. could get me doctored up for that part, no doubt. Hey, we got Kevin Figures with us as well. K Fig, always a pleasure to be doing radio Kevin business Figures. with you, my man. How you doing? I'm doing great. I'm working with the great Brian. No, you're no longer an extra man. You're a superstar. When do you sleep? Doing writing big time articles <laughs> with uh, business makers and newsmakers in the sports world. Don Martin and Scott Shapiro doing big things on Rip City Radio, and then in your spare time, you're schooling millennials and forty yard dashes, man. I mean, it's Thank amazing. You. See- Look at you, K-Fig. My man. My man keeping up with my latest comings and goings. I love that. I get a video pop up on my Twitter feed, and Brian knows getting a pep talk from Damian Lillard. And all of a sudden, (laughs) he's out running some millennial on the football field. I was like, that's my guy, Brian No, doing his thing. I love it. I love it. Yes, I'll explain that for the people who don't know what you're talking about. So I do something in Portland. I, I just have a local show Monday through Friday in Portland. And so every Thursday, we do something called No Contest. And so coworkers and listeners, they challenge me to these random contests. And so there's a coworker that used to be a Penn State wide receiver. His name is John Warner. And he challenged me to a 40-yard dash. And he's like, I'll give you a 20-yard head start. I'm like, you're a crazy person. I'm not that slow. That's way too much of a head start. He's like, all right, fine, 10-yard head start. I'm like, all right. I'm still going to beat you. And I got him by two yards, K-Fig. Oh, yeah, you got it. This is barely. But, hey, all barely, it takes is the barely. W. You got the yes. W. Yeah, I'm 41. He's 26. I did need that head start, but I got <laughs> it. The funny thing was, K-Fig, if you notice in the video my strides, my strides were two-yard strides. Yeah. That's some old man legs no, no right doubt. there. You got two yard strides at full speed. Gosh, you are very much to get the win. Looking like Super Mario from the video game back in the day with the little <laughs> legs just pitter pattering along, <laughs> but you made it. But hey, Darren Sproles is fast, right? This is true. This hundred you know, percent true. He's got the little strides. He's still quick, no doubt. So yeah, yeah, that was a lot of fun though, man. I got a question for you, K. Yeah. What about your Lakers? Are they huh. gonna make the playoffs? I believe so, and I know I saw yeah. a report from one sports book saying they are not favored to make the postseason. I just have to believe LeBron back healthy, give these guys a little bit of a rest. They were playing so well before LeBron got injured on Christmas Day. 
I just can't believe that a LeBron James-led team, should LeBron remain healthy for the remainder of the season, doesn't make the playoffs. And it's not like they're outside of striking distance. There's two and a half games out of eighth place. They're right there. They are right there. It's crazy because the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, they have changed the odds. It's now one t- minus 110, either you bet yes or minus 110 if you bet no. So it's essentially the same mm-hmm. amount of money you have to lay down to bet either side. And at the beginning of the season, they were huge favorites. There was one guy who bet $50,000 at minus 500 odds that the Lakers would make the playoffs. So he's risking five fifty thousand for a ten thousand dollar profit. You think he's sweating that out right now? Sweating just a little bit. Woo. I can see the patches coming underneath his uh, t-shirt on the underneath his uh, armpits a little bit. I can feel it. Man, uh, it'll be all right though. I think it'll be all right. Sacramento yeah. can't keep this up, right? Right? Yeah. Right? <laughs> what you had LeBron miss seventeen games, so that's the yeah. first place my mind goes. If he's healthy from here on out. He got a legitimate shot. No doubt. But but I uh, – I, here's the question, though. Is it better for LeBron, his future with the Lakers, to miss the playoffs? This is with free agency and trades and all that in the, uh, in the backdrop, right, thinking of the summer. Is it right. better to miss the playoffs or is it better to make the playoffs, barely eke in, and just get crushed by the Warriors? From a pure optic standpoint, it's much better if you make the playoffs and just get run off the floor considering just how bad the Lakers have been the last six seasons. Just to say we got into the postseason, we fought through adversity towards the end of the year with LeBron and his injuries, and there were questions about whether or not we'd make it. Now for what's better for the franchise as a whole, might be better if they actually missed the postseason and got that lottery pick. Granted, yeah. it's likely not going to be in the top three. They'd have like a .04% chance or something like that. But you just get a lottery pick. If not to get a better player in the lo- in the to- a lo- top of the draft in the lottery, use that pick as extra collateral, extra ammunition, and a trade for Anthony Davis or somebody else in the offseason. You know, I'm going to weigh in on this, K-Fig, but I like hearing from you more. You oh, know? thank you, Ryan. And I like what you just had to say right there. I want to hear an update from you. Oh, sure. Why just not? about Lakers. You, you can... Run the gamut over here. There's all kinds of stuff going on. Yeah, well, since we're on the topic of the Lakers, the Lakers had a pretty fun night on Friday at the Rising Stars Challenge for anybody who may have tuned in to the 161-144 exhibition between USA and the the world. Yes, always bet the over. I believe the over-under was 290. It was 305 was the final. So (laughs) just missed it there if you ended up to take the under. But a little word to the wise. Never take the under in any all-star game in the NBA. It's probably the best way to go about it. Can you imagine betting the under and watching that? Just tearing <laughs> your hair out like, just guard somebody. That has to be so painful if you did that. Yeah, when the when both teams shoot over 53-point attempts and they both shoot over 55% from the field, again, that's about to be expected from a game like this. Uh, Kyle Kuzma, the Laker forward, by the way, winning MVP honors. He scored four, uh, 35 points. Uh, in the victory. Some news out of the NBA. Speaking of the Pelicans, the uh, they elevated assistant general manager Danny Ferry to interim GM after firing Dell Demps earlier on Friday afternoon. One college hoops game of note, 25th-ranked Buffalo improving their record to 22-3. They notch an 88-82 victory over Toledo. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. 
Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Second round action at the Genesis Open was suspended due to darkness. Justin Thomas tied atop the leaderboard at minus 10, along with Adam Scott. Tiger Woods at even par through 12 holes in round two. He is one under for the tournament and a tie for last place with multiple others. Some NFL news. Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed settling their grievance against the NFL. The non-disclosure agreement prevents any details about the settlement from being made public. Lions releasing veteran safety Glover Quinn as well, and the Bills releasing veteran tight end Charles Clay. And Pittsburgh Steelers owner Art Rooney II set to meet with receiver Antonio Brown next week amid the news that Brown has requested a trade from the team. Brian? Great stuff, K-Fig. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com. Or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. I think about Alvin Gentry saying that the Pelicans, what's been going on, is a dumpster fire. It's a dumpster fire what's going on with Antonio Brown and the Steelers right now. Good Lord. That whole thing is just a mess. And I think that it could be a dumpster fire for his next team, not just his current team. Because, man, you got to think long and hard about picking up Antonio Brown. Not only do you have to pay for the guy, like you got to trade for him. So that's going to be a heavy price tag. The Steelers want at least a first-round pick, possibly more than that. So let me ask you, if you're the Niners, if you're the Jets, if you're one of these other teams, you're going to give up that type of compensation knowing full well, if you are honest with yourself, if he isn't getting his touches – if he isn't getting his targets, if he isn't getting his numbers, he is going to be a nightmare to deal with. You want to sign up for that? Why? I have all the respect in the world for Antonio Brown, the player, because his production speaks for itself. When you have 100-plus catches for six straight seasons and all the success that he has had, he's been amazing in the NFL. But it's not just about numbers. You aren't just sitting here as a GM playing fantasy football, there's a locker room dynamic you got to think about. There's, if you have a young quarterback, think about the Niners with Jimmy Garoppolo or the Jets with Sam Darnold or some of those teams that you want to throw out there. Antonio Brown is beyond a diva. He takes diva to the next level. It's like he's running the four by 100 relay. If it's a diva race, he's running the anchor, okay? He's Usain Bolt taking the baton and just speeding to a victory. He is lapping the field in terms of a diva. And you're going to bring that into your locker room? Think about Antonio, all the numbers that I just mentioned. He had 15 touchdown receptions this last year. He wasn't there for week 17 because he's upset about how he's being valued. Season prior, he's throwing a Gatorade cooler against the Ravens when they won because he's not getting his touches. So if his touches go south, you think that he's going to be like about the team? No way. There's no chance I am trading a number one, like a first round pick and more than that to get Antonio Brown, knowing full well if his numbers go down. They probably will because Big Ben, he does a great job when plays break down, extending the plays. They've developed a chemistry for almost a decade. That's not going to be just magically recreated elsewhere. So I, I wouldn't touch Antonio Brown. As far as the Lakers, let me finish that thought. Lakers trying to get into the playoffs. And I asked a simple question. Which is better for LeBron's future with the Lakers? Is it making the playoffs 
and getting dusted by the Warriors. Let's say they they sneak in. Now, it's possible that if they sneak in, maybe they get up to the seventh seed and they avoid the Warriors. Okay, that could happen. But as of right now, let's just say they get in, they get smacked around by the Warriors. Is that better going forward for LeBron's future with the Lake Show? Or is it to just miss the playoffs entirely? I think it's better to miss the playoffs entirely. Because here's the deal. If you are trying to get back at the negotiating table with the Pelicans, and you're trying to get Anthony Davis, if you are offering all of these players, again, the young assets, Brandon Ingram, Kuzma, Lonzo Ball, on and on, Josh Hart, if they go to the playoffs and they get absolutely smoked by the Warriors, they could get smoked by the Nuggets as well. How do you think the Pelicans would value those trade assets if they're like, all right, here we go. Same thing as last time. We got Lonzo and Ingram. and I know Kuzma just got dominated by the Warriors, but we got him in the mix. And how about the first rounders? We still have the first rounders in there. All of a sudden, that trade package doesn't look as good. The thing about the Lakers' young talent, half of the appeal in the draw of them is that it's the unknown. It's the potential. It's what they could be. So if you see, like, chinks in the armor when it comes to that, if they go to the playoffs and they get smacked around pretty good, your thought process is going to change. So I think in terms of what they're trying to do in the summertime, trying to draw big-time free agents, trying to trade potentially for Anthony Davis, I think it's better not to see their young talent get smacked around pretty good. So uh, we'll just see how it unfolds. It's going to be fascinating to see if the Lakers can piece it together and just make the playoffs. But they are in a rough spot right now, man. Very rough. All right, 877-99-ON-FOX is your phone number. Feel free to check in. Always love hearing from you guys. Like being interactive, so don't be bashful. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, it sounds like Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley is against something that the NCAA should be in favor of. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. You know, I think about, uh, who is that, Iowa Sam? What music are you playing right there? It's uh, Judas Priest. Judas Priest. You know what I think of when I hear this? I think of bangs. Like Bangs? <laughs> I know this sounds like strange. But yeah, I think of bangs. I've been to a lot of metal shows, and there are some people at metal shows, like, like a, a dude, like every now and then, general admission shows, there'll be a guy, and he's got his arm around his girl. And the guy will have bangs. Like, I'll have, like, this leather jacket. And it, like, a very stereotypical. If it was central casting and there was, like, they're like, all right, we need to, we need to uh, scale older here for this metal show. We need someone to look the part, but a little outdated. It would be that guy, you know? So that music makes me think of that guy in the crowd with his bangs. He's got, like, long hair, but he's got bangs. You know, it's like right like, there with his yeah. eyebrows. Yeah. Like, like the hair around his forehead is shorter than the rest of his hair. Yeah. 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 That's that, almost like a bangs, U. Man. Got yeah. a U cut, kind of. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's what Judas Priest makes me think of. An older dude with bangs at a metal show. That's kind of ironic considering, uh, is it Rob Halford? He's completely yeah, bald. He's bald. <laughs> he's been bald for a long time. He'll never have bangs. Yeah. I'm going to get to college football here in a minute, but I want to go out to the phones here. Um, 
We got San in Louisiana wants to talk about the Pelicans. What's going on, San? Greetings, sir. How are you today? Good, man. Good. Bring your greetings from Grambling State University, home of Eddie Robinson. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Pelicans. And so, look, this is the way I look at things. At this point, why wouldn't they get rid of Dell Demps? Because if you think about it, he's been a little over his skis. Mm-hmm. The management has been consistently told that they're doing too much together with football and basketball, although Dell Demps is all basketball, but they're sharing the same medical staff and training staff. Gail Benson seems to be more engaged with the team right now. And if you're going to trade Anthony Davis, why not bring in new management as a GM? And as much as we like Alvin Gentry, why not bring in a new coach and just completely blow it up and then choose a new, get a new team? Because if you really look at this, why would you go with the, the deal that the Lakers had? Wait until July, wait until the new deadline, and now all of a sudden you have more leverage to go get some pieces from a Boston where you could get a first-round pick from Memphis or you could trade something with the Milwaukee Bucks. But if you're going to do it, you've got to blow it up now because if you allow Dell Demps to stay there, if you allow Alvin Gentry to stay there, then guess what? Whoever the new management does come in, if you do get rid of that time, they have to deal with the picks and the decisions that have already been made. And let's just be honest, it's not the first time that we right. haven't talked about this, but they could. you could have a situation where if they continue to falter, this team could leave to Seattle. And, you know, Louisiana doesn't really want that. Yeah. No, I hear you on that. The one thing is, if you want to get rid of Dell Demps, that's fine. He doesn't have a, a sparkling track record with the Pelicans. There isn't just success galore and you know he drafted Anthony Davis but there are holes on that resume if you want to get rid of Dell Demps that's fine the issue I have is who you replaced him with if you're firing Dell Demps you're bringing in Danny Ferry so you're bringing in a guy who got fired from Atlanta for repeating racially insensitive remarks and you're bringing in that guy to replace Dell Demps who happens to be black like that is just a tone-deaf interim hire right there so I have more of a problem with who they brought in to replace Dell Demps than Dell Demps being out of a job is how I would look at it but I appreciate I, that I phone agree call. with that and I think that's yeah. why this is an interim basis but I'd agree with that you know the interim hire even though it's just interim is a bit questionable but like I said at the same time there was not going to be an easy time to do this in getting rid of Dell Demps sure I think that there was a great point that you had in that but Again, I think that you got to blow it up if you're going to save the franchise. Otherwise, the NBA is going to say, hey, why not move to Seattle where we have a base, where we have corporate America, where we have all of that stuff going on. And, you, you know, if you lose that, it's really going to be difficult. So I appreciate you taking time to talk to me. Again, we bring you greetings from Grambling State University. Go Tigers. All right, man. Yeah, thanks for that, San. Have a good night, bud. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, I wanted to talk some college football, too, here, because uh, Lincoln Riley, he was a guest on The Herd this morning. Oklahoma head coach, and he was talking about players in college football that are transferring, and a lot of them are getting immediate eligibility granted. Think about Justin Fields, who was a backup quarterback at Georgia. He was backing up Jake Fromm. Justin Fields is a highly decorated recruit. You know, we're talking number one recruit in the land, best quarterback in the land. He was holding a clipboard. He was like, forget this, I want to play ball. So he transferred to Ohio State, and he was granted immediate eligibility. With that in mind, just the concept of it, here's what Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley had to say on the herd. 
I know the big argument has been, well, coaches, you know, coaches are able to go from school to school, but there's a, a couple different things. One, coaches are professionals. We had to go through college and all that to get our degrees to be able to coach, and we had to go through the steps to become a college coach. And then every coach in America that has any more than a multi-year contract right now has a buyout. And so if you leave, there are ramifications for breaking a contract. And these guys that come in on scholarship, uh, they're on a four- or five-year contract uh, with that scholarship. Okay. All right. So he's looking at some of the differences between the two, (laughs) those type of things. He's essentially saying there was another part where he was like, Hey, I think we're setting up kids to have the wrong mindset going forward where if things aren't going your way, well, just leave and try something else where that's not the way the real world works. Well, there are a lot of instances where it does. I understand what he's trying to drive home is you want to stay there and stick it out and leaving right away a lot of times isn't going to be the right thing to do and it's not going to put you in a position for success, but... I think it's a reach. I'm going to get more into this because I think the bigger issue is this is good for college football. I want to compare it to NFL free agency. It's not a perfect comparison, but the way that I'm going to to tie it into college football, I think you'll see the logic in it. So I will get to that coming up next. There should be college football free agency in football. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your evening. Thanks for checking us out. Hit us up, 877-99 on Fox. I want to get to this with college football here. So there's this new trend right now where there is immediate eligibility being granted on a case-by-case basis. And the NCAA, they're going to look at this, and they're like, wait a minute, is this the way we should do it? Should we stop granting immediate eligibility because there are some coaches that are throwing a hissy fit about this. Stanford's David Shaw. He's one of them. He told ESPN, Hey, this is making it too difficult for coaches to try to manage rosters. We got immediate eligibility granted. We've got players on our team. They're not getting playing time. They want to transfer somewhere else. This is problematic. This isn't good. I say tough nookies. Like, you're getting paid millions of dollars. Figure it out. They make it work in the NFL with free agency. You think it's easy to lose guys off of your roster and and try to plug holes and do things like that? It's not easy, but that's what you're paid to do. I would look at this more as the overall landscape of college football, not just a team-by-team basis. Because if you have what's essentially college football free agency... That's going to make for a more interesting product with ease. So get out of this mindset of how things used to be. Start thinking what would make the sport the best possible version. Okay? So I think college football free agency works. If you allow kids to transfer, you get one time to transfer. You can't transfer three, four times. You're just skipping from school to school to school. We're not doing that. You get one transfer. So make it good. But you can play immediately. Like, let me set it up for you. Let's say Justin Fields, for instance. If he, you know, says, I'm just not getting the playing time at Georgia. You can't leave in season 
from Georgia and then go to another school and play for that next school the same season. It'd be the next year, okay? So it's just like Justin Fields. He was there at Georgia, wasn't getting the playing time, season ends, in the offseason, he switches schools, he's at Ohio State. He was granted immediate eligibility. He's playing. That's a better product for Ohio State. It's a better product for college football as a whole that he's going to be on the football field instead of having to wait an entire year. Think if NFL free agency worked that way. Think if any of these big-name players, Indomitian Sue with the Rams, if he signs with a different team in the offseason, you think it would be a better product for the NFL if he had to sit out for an entire year? Let's say Indomitian Sue signs with, I don't know, whatever team you want to mention. He signs with the Chiefs, right? Somehow they make it work contractually. They make it work with the salary cap. Their defense was a dumpster fire last year. They target Indomitian Sue. Wouldn't it be more interesting to see him play right away instead of Indomitian Sue? He's got to sit out the 2019 season because he switched teams. But in 2020, he can start playing again. Imagine if that was the dynamic in the NFL. Demarcus Lawrence, Jadeveon Clowney, any of these players, if they happen to switch teams via free agency, they got to sit out for an entire year. That is brain dead. That wouldn't be better as an overall product for the NFL. So that concept applied to college football. How is it a better product for college football if you've got quarterbacks like Kelly Bryant, Justin Fields, I know that some of these are graduate transfers and they're allowed to play right away. But even the guys that aren't graduate transfers, it's the same concept. How is it worse for the NCAA? How is it worse for, for college football as a whole if they're allowed to play right away? It's better. It isn't worse. It's a better product. Let them play. Like It's going to be more interesting this year to see what Justin Fields does. If he's on the field and... We don't have to wait a year. That, that's great for college football. And I think it's even more important for college football to have free agency than the NFL. If you look at college football, it's a revolving door. These kids are there for a couple of years and they're gone. They either graduate and don't continue playing football or they go to the NFL. But they're gone after a couple of years in college football. And then it's a whole new wave of players that you have to learn as a fan. Like, if I were to say, pop quiz, how many players from Oklahoma, their roster last season, can you name? Name everybody that you can. Or how about Notre Dame? How many Notre Dame football players could you name from the 2018 roster? Or even Georgia. We're just talking about Georgia. How many Georgia Bulldogs could you mention that played in 2018. If you can't mention a whole lot of them, these are top five teams. They all finished in the top five. If you can't name a whole lot of players, it makes it even more vital that the well-known players don't sit out a year because you're going to be more invested. I'll tell you this right now. There are going to be games that Ohio State plays that I'll go out of my way to watch. Just because I want to see what Justin Fields does. I'm familiar with him. I know he was a high recruit. I know the backstory, why he transferred from Georgia because he's not getting the playing time while he's holding a clipboard and Jake Fromm is under center. I want to know how he plays. I want to see it. I'm interested. I'm not going to watch 
Ohio State more regularly than I would have if he wasn't granted immediate eligibility. So this is smart for the NCAA to have it. It's good for college football as a whole. And even the ripple effect is better. If you think of the best teams in football, we've been talking about Alabama and Clemson just having college football on lock for a significant amount of time. If you look at those schools, it's not great for them because let's take Bama, for instance. Bama has all this talent on their roster. You got four- and five-star recruits all over the place. Let's say these guys aren't getting the playing time early in their careers, right? So what's going to happen? Some of them are going to transfer. If they can play immediately, they're going to be like, well, you know what? I'll go play at Georgia Tech. I can get on the field. I'm going to go play at wherever. They can play right away. So Alabama's going to have a little less talent. They're not going to have as much of a stranglehold on the sport as they have had. How is that horrible? One of the best things about the NFL is the parity. You've got teams. The Bears were a good example. you got teams going from worst to first every year in the NFL. It gives you hope as a NFL fan that if your team endured a sucky season, well, they can turn it around. They can have a much better season. Look at, uh, look at the Rams. You know, the Rams missed the playoffs for a good, what, 12 years? <laughs> they're, they're in the Super Bowl. The Eagles last season won the Super Bowl. Well, the 2017 Eagles, right? The year prior, they missed the playoffs. They were a 7-9 and nine team. So you get dramatic turnarounds in the NFL. It makes it exciting. So the ripple effect, if you have college football free agency and players are allowed immediate eligibility the following season once they transfer... Just like Justin Fields, played for Georgia in 2018, transfers to Ohio State. He's immediately eligible in 2019. That's a more compelling product. So why you would get tripped up in, well, it hasn't been like this before. So it's better. So change it. You just have seen this where 19 of 29 FBS football players, they've been granted immediate eligibility. That's since the start of the 2018-19 academic year. So 65% of those guys that are like, hey, can I play right away? NCAA is like, yeah, yeah, you can play right away. That's better for the. It should be 29 of 29. It really should. Because if you can bring a compelling argument to the table as to why it's bad for the overall product of college football, I want to hear it. I'm all ears to hear that discussion because if you call in and say, hey, Brian, it's uh, it's bad. It's worse for college football as a whole that this decorated recruit Justin Fields is going to be able to play for Ohio State right away. How is that bad for college football? He's one of the marquee players that's going to be playing right away. How is it better for him to be out of the loop for an entire year? doesn't make any sense to me. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Let me say this. Uh, I'm going to get to Cap and the AAF in a little bit here. Um, with him saying, yeah, give me $20 million. <laughs> I, I Actually, I'm not going to be negative about that. Really, I know there's a get a load of this guy. A reaction, but I, I view it differently. I'm going to get to that coming up here next. Boy, I have this minute. 
You see this with Adam Silver and the new NBA uniforms of the future? So apparently with an app, you can change the number and name of the jersey that you have. He was unveiling this with Ahmad Rashad, and there was a whole audience, and Adam Silver's like, hey, check this out. It's cool, right? Huh? NBA commission is all about, oh, check it out here. We just change this, and it literally changes the number and the name. And, yeah, it's a cool concept with uh, with a few pitfalls. <laughs> I have so many questions about this. Can you change the name to just, like, curse words? Instead of it saying James 23, if you've got a LeBron jersey, can it be like F LeBron? <laughs> There's a number on it. Like, there are so many questions with this. I, yeah, it's a kind of a cool concept. I like the idea of, let's say you're a spectator, you're at a game, and someone's just going off. You change your jersey to reflect that player who's having this magnificent night. That's kind of a cool idea. But I, I'm wondering about the uh, drawbacks of this thing, huh? Is it? Can we exclude the cuss words on the jerseys? Is that possible? Because I don't think the NBA wants their product to be like synonymous with that. So I, I've got a few questions for Adam Silver coming up here with these jerseys of the future, the wave of the future going on here. But he's all about it. He's giddy. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios. Got to talk about Kaepernick in the AAF And also, there are a few NBA players that did a really interesting interview about race for Black History Month. I'll have their comments for you right around the corner. I'm Brian Nell. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote i'm brian no here on fox sports radio coming to you from the geico studios 
So I know uh, there have been a lot of uh, critical opinions expressed about Colin Kaepernick on sports radio airwaves. I heard a handful of them based on this AAF story. I would look at it differently personally, where Barry Wilner, he's of the Associated Press, he reported that Kaepernick wanted at least $20 million to suit up for the AAF. And so when you think of the backdrop, when all of these players, they received three-year, $250,000 non-guaranteed contracts. They could earn more with bonuses, but you're talking a quarter of a million over three years, and Cap is asking for at least $20 million to suit up for the league. There's obviously going to be some pushback. Look at this guy. Oh, get a load of this. Can you believe this? I look at it differently. I think of it, let's just, let's open our minds to the possibility that Cap, well, he didn't really want to play in the AAF. Is that possible? Yeah, yeah, very possible. He wouldn't want to play in that league. So if he just names this outlandish, this outlandish price when he's not really interested, that makes sense. You could wrap your mind around that. If I said to you, hey, I will give you money to move right now to Bangladesh. I'm just picking a random country. I don't know much about it. But I know it's far away from home. You're going to miss your loved ones. You got to have a whole new life. But I'm going to pay you to move there. If you don't have interest in doing that, you might say something like Cap, like, um, all right, uh, 20 mil, and we're t- we'll talk, right? Like, that's the idea is if you aren't, keen on the idea, if you aren't hot on the idea, and they ask you saying, hey, how much would it take? You're probably going to throw out something that's outlandish because you don't want to do it in the first place. So that's the way I look at it. If Cap doesn't want to play for the AAF, why wouldn't he say, well, give me at least 20 mil and we'll talk? It makes more sense for him to say that. Unless you think he's just chomping at the bit to star in the AAF. Well, he's got some, like, dream to be starring for the San Diego fleet or something like that. I totally understand him being like, yeah, yeah, 20 mil, and maybe. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Okay, so... There was a really interesting piece done by Bleacher Report. And so this is about Black History Month. There were a handful of NBA players that were speaking about race and how the media um, essentially covers their teams or themselves as players. And C.J. McCollum, who plays for the Trailblazers, and also Bradley Beal with the Wizards, they had a couple of comments that I thought were really interesting. I wanted to share them with you guys. So first one is C.J. McCollum. Again, this is the interview with Bleacher Report. And it's it's self-explanatory. He answers the question that's posed to him. Check it out. I believe that the media 
paints a picture of the black athlete narrative a little bit, a certain way to tell a different story? Absolutely. When you have an intelligent black man who speaks a certain way, they say, oh, he's such a nice guy. He speaks so well. And I think it's disrespectful to say that I speak well because it's assuming that since I'm a black kid, I'm not supposed to speak properly. And I think that growing up, for me to carry myself a certain way and to be held to that light to where if it's a white athlete comes in, it's just that, oh, he's mature. He's educated. When it's a African-American athlete, it's, oh, he speaks well. They're caught off guard. I see what he's saying. Interesting point of view. I look at it and it's like, wow. <laughs> I You never want to accidentally offend someone. Unless you're a bad person and you get some enjoyment out of accidentally offending someone. I don't think people are typically wired that way. So I appreciate if a player or just a person in general, will say, hey, look, I don't care for this, and this is why. And if you can express it in a way where it does make logical sense, I can absolutely understand what C.J. McCollum is saying right there. The first place my mind goes is, oh, gosh, like I'm, I'm not trying to <laughs> I'm not trying to make you upset. or like, I didn't even think of it that way, but thanks for expressing that. Now I know what's what. Because immediately I start thinking, well, if you were just to give compliments in general, if you said, man, you're really articulate, someone could push back and be like, what, what, you weren't expecting that? Or, hey, man, you're really funny. You're really entertaining. You're engaging. <laughs> you could push back on any type of compliment. But that one in particular, I understand that. And I think in this day and age, we're getting away from people just simply explaining what is it that ticks them off because the reaction if someone were to do that is typically to say oh you're soft you're weak really are you kidding me with that instead of saying hey thanks for letting me know <laughs> like thanks for giving me something to go on where I understand and have a better sense of what's going to be cool with you and, and what you're going to look sideways at and be like mm, don't care for that so I appreciate that something else that he had to say Comparing Odell Beckham Jr. and Tom Brady. Check this out. I think the other comparisons you can make between how African-American athletes are, are treated and white, when Odell Beckham explodes on the sideline, it's a problem. When another player does it like Tom Brady, he's passionate. He cares about his teammates. He loves the game. He can curse out his coach. And another guy doesn't, and it's not, it's not viewed the same way. That's a problem in society. Okay. The thoughts of C.J. McCollum from the Blazers. Here's how I look at it. I understand what he's saying. If the first part, if it's apples to apples, like, for instance, if Tom Brady's yelling at his coach, Odell Beckham Jr. is yelling at his coach, and it's viewed completely differently, I'm with CJ on that. That's a problem. Where I differ from CJ is if we're talking apples to oranges here. If Odell Beckham Jr. is proposing to a kicking net, if Odell Beckham Jr. is drawing a personal foul penalty while he's headhunting Josh Norman, right? if Odell Beckham Jr. is drawing penalties on the sideline because he's having a, a nervous breakdown and he gets criticized for those things, if Tom Brady isn't doing those exact same things and there's a different reaction as far as that goes, well, then it's not an apples-to-apples apples comparison. If Tom Brady's proposing to a kicking net no reaction, no critical reaction whatsoever. Okay, you got a point. There's an issue there. 
if Tom Brady is headhunting someone, drawing a personal foul penalty, and there's no negative reaction to that whatsoever, yeah, that's a problem. But I think there are a lot of things between Brady and Odell that aren't apples to apples, and that has an impact on how they're talked about. Also, if you look at Tom Brady, now he's a six-time champion. That buys you a lot of slack. Whether it's right or wrong, it does. And Odell Beckham Jr. looking for his first ring. So the only thing I'm trying to say is it's not just race that's involved when you're giving your opinions of those people. But I'd be naive to say that race doesn't factor in. And to CJ's point, as long as it's apples to apples, they're doing the same thing and it's viewed differently. Brady's yelling at his coach. Odell's yelling at his. And Brady's this fiery leader and Odell's a problem. Yeah, totally with CJ on that. It's just when things don't become comparable. There are two different scenarios, and they're viewed differently. It's not just because of race, but I appreciate those thoughts. One more here from Bradley Beal. This is, again, the Bleacher Report piece that they put together for Black History Month dealing with some race. Here's what Bradley Beal has to say about the media in general covering teams. If I'm in a newsroom... I feel like everybody's going to get asked a jacked up question to like kind of tear the team down. I feel like every interview, every media outlet is just trying to tear down a team in a way. That's interesting, man. Every interview, every question's just trying to tear them down. Like, I, I don't view it that way. Now, here's the thing. I've been on the media side for, I don't know, 15 plus years. So I'm coming from that standpoint. I haven't been in the shoes of Bradley Beal. I haven't, you know, fired up Twitter and seen this scathing column just ripping me and ripping my team. I haven't fielded some of those jacked up questions. It might, if you're in those shoes, feel like it's that dynamic where every question is just coming after me. It's trying to divide the team. It's all these things. It might feel like that. I I can understand that. But I'll speak from what I know, which is the media side of it. It's not like the entire media, its sole objective is to break teams apart. It's not. It's to cover the team and it's to give the fans something interesting to react to. You're looking for a story. You're looking for interesting, compelling information. So it might seem like you're trying to divide a team. It might seem like those reporters are trying to divide the Warriors. Remember how KD flipped out and told them to grow up? And they're just asking about free agency because that's what the fans want to know about. They're not trying to divide the Warriors. Why would they want that? If you're a reporter there covering the Warriors, why would you want that team to be split up? They are great for business in that area. The last thing they would want is for that team to be broken up. It's better for business when they're winning championships. you got compelling stories left and right. One of those compelling stories is, will KD leave? So you're not trying to divide the team and hoping, angling for him to leave. That's just a compelling story, and it gets lost in the shuffle. It looks like it's something far more salacious than it actually is. But I appreciate those comments as well. And look, 
when you have to deal with those things and field those questions and see those scathing columns written about yourself, it might change your perspective as well. I'm just not as far over to that side as Bradley Beal is, where every question, every article, and every column, everything is just solely aimed at breaking them apart. I, I don't agree with that. Um, but I do agree with Kevin Figures being on this show because he's here with us this evening. He's going to spin us around right now. Take it away, K-Fig. Thank you, Brian. We'll start with the NBA on Friday night. The start of All-Star Weekend began with the Rising Stars Challenge, Team USA beating Team World 161-144. to Kyle Kuzma, 15 of 27 from the field, on his way to 35 points and the MVP award for Team USA. Jason Tatum of the Celtics at 30 points as well. And college hoops on Friday night, 25th-ranked Buffalo with an 88-82 victory over Toledo. Genesis Open second-round action was suspended due to darkness. Justin Thomas sits atop the leaderboard. He is tied at minus 10 for the tournament along with Adam Scott. Tiger Woods at even par through 12 holes in round two. He's at one to par for the tournament in a tie for last place. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore, with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car, so visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. The Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame finalists were announced on Friday as well. Some of the heavy hitters, Chris Weber, Ben Wallace, Jack Sigma, and Marcus Johnson, among the names who could be inducted on April during the Final Four, April 6th, the exact date of when those inductees will be announced. NFL News, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed settled their grievance against the NFL in their collusion case. A non-disclosure agreement prevents any details about the settlement from being made public. Elsewhere in the NFL, Pittsburgh Steelers owner Art Rooney II set to meet with wide receiver Antonio Brown next week. And also in the NBA, the Pelicans elevating assistant general manager Danny Ferry to interim general manager after firing Dale Demps on Friday afternoon. Brian? I got a question for you, K-Fig. Sure. Have you ever been punched hard in the abs? And the reason I ask is because they're showing these highlights of a boxing match. Joshua Green Jr., he won, and he just lands this this body blow to his opponent, he just goes down. It was the end of the fight. Was like just hitting him, like in the in the abs, you know, yeah. like on the side. He just went crumbled. You've been hit there, yes. The, and those hurt the most. I've been hit in the face, and I've been hit in the abs. I'd much rather get hit in the face, to be honest with you, because it sucks all the air out of me. I never forgot. I got into an argument when I was in <laughs> middle school. I think it was. I forget what it was over something dumb. And it was uh-huh. like, oh, let's go settle it right now. So we both step yeah. outside, and this guy's bigger than me. Look, his nickname was House, by the way. He was an offensive uh-huh. tackle on the football team. Now, I was a pretty heavy guy, too, but he was much taller, much bigger than I am. Uh, I was at the time. And he basically takes a double gut punch right to my stomach. He takes both mm. of his fists and punches me. I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> you got this one, but we'll be back. You watch. <laughs> And wow, I was man. on I was on the ground for at I, I I kid you not I was on the ground for at least ten straight minutes just gripping <laughs> and just gasping for air holding on to my I swear it was the worst shot I have ever taken, and I've been punched That's, in the eye before worst shot yeah. I ever took was in the abs for sure. Wow, man, because yeah, you get into fights. I've been punched in the face because that's where everybody punches. Right, you're right. Like, they don't punch for the abs. I've never once been punched in the abs because. I would say a good, if there are a hundred fights, when it just comes to people that they don't have MMA or boxing training, it's mm-hmm. just like a normal street fight. I would say out of a hundred fights, 
at least 95 of them result in no ab punches whatsoever. Easily. It's all face shots, and, right? Yes, and then having taken a couple of uh, boxing and some kickboxing classes over the last you know, four or five years, I'd say, they say always go for the body. You'll ground somebody. Nothing will ground somebody quicker. It's not the prettiest. It's not the most aesthetic. It's not going to get you on World Star to hit a guy <laughs> on the ribs and have him slowly crumble to the ground. But ultimately, you just want to win, right? That's what's most important. Yeah. You go for the body every single time. Just win, baby. That's it. That's Al all Davis that matters. Right there. That's yeah. right. I. You know what? I just had a Fight Club moment. Oh. I want to be punched in the abs. Really? You know, I, I want to try this out. Yeah, because playing football, I remember playing grade school football and landing on the ball and having the wind knocked mm-hmm. out of me, mm-hmm. and that sucks. It does. I know what that feels like. It's like you can inhale, but you can't exhale. Right. You could just gasp like it's like air keeps coming in, but nothing yeah. comes out. Yes, I know. It's, I know what you mean. Is that how you felt when you yes. got hit? And it's the yeah. worst. It's like worst, most helpless <laughs> feeling in the world. Oh, it's bad. And you start okay, making well. weird noises. Yeah, it's, yeah. You like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. I know what you mean. Oh, now the thing man. is, you can't break if you if you brace for it. Obviously, you know you you, you tighten up the, the midsection a little bit. Yeah, it won't it won't sting Not as hard. Too bad. It gets you worse because obviously you don't expect it when you don't see it coming. If you feel it coming, so you can't brace for it, Brian. You can't stand there and say, okay, 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 okay I'm ready. Do it. Yeah, now yeah. You got to have somebody come up right from the side. Hey, Brian. And get oh, you just, just, just like just that. Just nail out of, you. Exactly. Okay, let me ask you this. I'm fascinated by this. So take a boxing match. Mm-hmm. These guys, they're ready to get punched. You know, you have to anticipate some body blows are coming your way. Right. So even when they're anticipating it, is it just – I know it's – sometimes your opponent just has an enormous amount of force. And it's – in other instances, it can be an accumulation where he just keeps going to the body, going to the body, and you can't, you can't withstand it. Right. So if those guys are ready for it, you know, you're just telling me as a, a non-professional boxer or MMA guy, I can't be ready for it. I just have to be off my guard, right? Yeah, well, the boxers, especially boxers with at least a little bit of experience, you know, you actually watch the film and you know what their tendencies are. You kind of you can see when they dip to the left or dip to the right that, okay, most often he dips to the left and he's going to do a body shot with the right hand so you can kind of brace for it or kind of the whole idea of quote-unquote rolling with the punches, that is yeah. a boxing reference. If you feel a punch coming from the left side, you want to go and lean to the right and so take to take away some of the force from the blow. Sure. So, so a lot of times that comes with a lot of study. So you can, yes, the blow is going to hurt, but it won't hurt as much if you roll with it. The problem is when it's just a regular street fight and you're not used to fighting that much and the <laughs> adrenaline is pumping, it's very hard to prepare for something like that. And you just, you, it's a wild card. It's a guy you've never met before who may or may not be inebriated. You may or may not be as well. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody knows exactly what's coming at that point. So at that point, you just kind of rely on your own natural instinct, which could yeah, be nice. good or bad. That is great information right there. Really, it is. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You got something on this, Iowa, Sam? You ever been punched in the stomach? Uh, I think I have. I think I have. You think you, you have? You don't? Well, well, you have abs of steel? No, I d- you just remember better when you get punched in the face. You do remember that better. Um, <laughs> just because it's like, I don't know. You punch people in the face, I think, because like, you're looking at them and you're hating their face and you're like, that's just where your fist wants to go naturally. 
I've only been in like two skirmish fights before. It's a, but. It's a great thought by you. Why the tendency yeah, to just go straight yeah. for the face? You're going to injure your hand a lot easier, too, if you're punching a, a, a skull. You know, like someone's... Someone's face with bones. Gotta go in straight it. nose. Gotta go straight nose, well, man. It, yeah, and you can definitely inflict some damage that way. But if you're or you jaw, know. you're not gonna jack up your hand with a jaw shot. You know, uh, well, I don't you know. You can. Ah. You can. You can. But you can. But the jaw yeah. shot's the classic knockout, though. You think of any yeah. of the classic boxing knockouts or some of the fights you see on, you know, online. A guy gets hit in the jaw and his whole his whole body goes limp and he falls right to the ground. That's what yep. people think of. So it's like I give this guy one nice clean shot to the jaw. <laughs> And he'll get knocked out really quick. Nine <laughs> times out of ten, it doesn't work out in your favor that way. That's what you end up seeing, but it doesn't really work out that way. Oh, you know, I had a I my thought was before that, like, a lot of guys who don't get into fights often. First of all, if you don't get into fights often, that's a good thing. I mean, you don't absolutely you should, right. Don't don't get into too many fights. Um, but maybe a lot of guys who haven't <laughs> been in a fight before, they've been in like one in their whole life. They think they're a lot better at fighting than they really are, and then when they actually get into a fight, they just start like wrestling with the other person. Or like, yeah, sure. they're just like nobody can get separation and actually get like a get a lick in there. It's just like it's just a bunch. It just turns into like a, a wrestling match, and then everyone just walks away frustrated. You know. By the way, Ryan Bershinger, yes, with the golden tones over there, right? Yes. The golden pipes. You ever been punched in the stomach? Stomach, no, no. Uh, but in the face, exactly one time in my life, uh, it yeah. was it was in first grade. It was Tommy Baker. And <laughs> you got the name and everything, right? I like it. He um he must have saw a fight on TV or something because it was completely unprovoked. He he walked up to me in the middle of recess. I was standing over by the soccer goals. I remember this clearly because it was crazy. He just walked up to me and he looks at me. He goes, "Hey, hey, you want a mess?" And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> like what? He goes, you, you, you want to mess with me? And I'm like, I, I, what, what are you doing? And then he just punches me directly in the face. And yeah. of course, being a first grader, I start crying because this came out of nowhere. I've just been attacked. And uh, and and Tommy looks at me and completely changes his mood. And he goes, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I'm just keeling over like, you punched me in the face, dude. <laughs> what is happening to me? So that was that was a horrible day as a first grader. Wow. Yeah. That's a 180. From yeah. Who was it? Tommy Baker? Tommy Baker. Sounds like yes. a schoolyard bully to me. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So if you haven't been punched in the stomach... What are the chances that I could arrange this tonight where Iowa Sam catches you off guard and just punches you in the stomach while we're live on the air? Could wow. we set this up? What do you think? I don't know. Uh, I, 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 it could happen. It could happen. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that you're up for this. That's great. How about yeah, I don't know if next? I am, though. I think I want to keep my job K-Fig, here. K-Fig, are you okay with punching Ryan Bershinger, who's completely okay with you punching him in the stomach? You all right with this? 100%. Matter of fact, we'll record it and post it on the Fox Sports Radio Twitter go. account. Let's do it. I love it. I love this. Can we set it up for the next segment, Ryan? You really want this to go down? Oh, boy. Um, I, I, well, yes, sure. Why not? I, you know what? I we'll love this. You know Maybe. what? what? Whatever I was going to get to and whatever the tease was, it doesn't matter. This is far better. Up next from the Geico Studios, Ryan Bershinger gets punched in the stomach live on the air, and we will have the full breakdown how much it hurts. That's on the way. I'm Brian No. This is Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. Become a new card member, and Discover will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. 
Limitations apply. All right, let me go out to the phones before fight night here in the Fox Sports Radio studios where my guy Ryan Bershinger is willingly going to take a punch to the gut without ever experiencing that in life from our own Kevin Figures. So I'm really interested to see how this is going to play out on the air. I'm very excited about this. But Josh is in Austin, Texas, has a thought on Kaepernick and also Antonio Brown. So we want to hear this. We want to be interactive before we get to fight night. What's going on, Josh? So, uh, you know, Kaepernick is is looking at, you know, getting his new reputation. The McCaskey family has never really gone to, you know, troubled players in the past. But Kaepernick does have that experience. Trubisky needs that, that you know, mentorship. Um, and Antonio Brown could actually help our young wide receivers, our young uh, tight ends, to build Chicago as an offense more than a defense. You know, people think of the Chicago Bears as 46 defense. It's, you know, history. It's Erlacher, everything, you know, bringing in uh, Malik. You know, so th- being that we would be able to actually have a sustained offense in Chicago would be huge if we could get these two guys. I just, I, I appreciate your call, Josh. I just view it completely differently, man. I just don't see how cap is going to be a mentor for Mitch Trubisky. I I just, I don't see that. And I mean, I'll get to the cap stuff at the top of the hour. Um, but for all this talk about collusion and conspiring together and like take the bears, for instance, just individually, what's the great upside to signing cap as this, you know, backup quarterback, when it's going to create all of these questions, all of this scrutiny, this whole circus atmosphere around the team, like what? So he's going to tell Mitch Trubisky what in terms of mentorship? Hey, uh, you know, back when I started a few years ago, I liked uh, throwing out patterns because I I read the defense this way or I just don't see how Kaepernick has this wealth of quarterback knowledge that he's going to to give. He's going to pass down to Mitch Trubisky. And as far as Antonio Brown goes, you can't plug in Antonio Brown to another offense and think that he's magically going to keep producing at the same level. And that's important because of how Antonio Brown has conducted himself. He was completely bent out of shape heading into a do-or-die Week 17 game against the Bengals because he didn't think he was valued enough. That's a guy who had over 100 receptions, had 15 touchdown catches this year. What if he's not putting up his numbers in that Chicago offense? What if he isn't getting the ball to his liking? What if he doesn't have the touchdown grabs? You think he's going to be like a, a model player? I just don't see it, man. I think Mitch Trubisky is hes just average, man. Right now, especially, he's completely average. And while you could look at having someone, the talent of Antonio Brown, it being beneficial for that offense and for Mitch, sure. But I would look at the downside. And if Antonio isn't getting his targets and his catches and all of his numbers, I think it's going to be a problem, man. I wouldn't sign up for either of those. All right, with that being said, we get to fight night. Now, this is my idea solely. So... K-Fig is not, not going to get in trouble or anything like this. This is how we set it up. 
I saw the highlights of a fight tonight. And Joshua, Joshua Green Jr., he dropped his opponent with a nice ab shot. A shot to the body. Body blow. And so Ryan Bershinger, our producer, he's never experienced this before in his life. And so I asked him, would you be willing to do that tonight on the air? He said, yes. So you're still willing to do this, huh, Ryan? You're good to go? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I, I, they, us and the crew here have been talking. Um, I, 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 am, I, am, I am willing to receive, uh, uh, okay. but I don't, uh-huh. know, I don't know if we have a willing fist uh, <laughs> to, to dole out the punch tonight. So, um, man, if I was only there, I'd be willing, yeah. Ryan. I know. Yeah, I know. So, K Fig, K Fig's like, wait a minute, here. let me think this thing through. Yeah, like, my punches are powerful, and if Ryan goes down and he gets into the fetal position, they're gonna be looking sideways at me, and I don't like that exactly. as a backdrop. Is that what the thought process is here? Yeah, yourself or myself, and you know, Ryan starts spitting up blood all of a sudden. You know, I don't. Uh, can we get some sort of contract, some non-disclosure agreement here at Fox Sports Radio or something that I we can sign off with this? Up next from the Geico Studios, disclosure contracts, and just because there was a settlement doesn't mean there was a smoking gun. All right, I'm going to get to Iowa Sam sucking the fun out of tonight's show in a few minutes. Outrageous. We're all ready for fight night. We're all ready to make radio history with Ryan Bershinger and his golden tones, his golden pipes, the radio voice from heaven. He was going to take a punch to the stomach. So he's never been punched there before. And uh, Iowa Sam with all of his wisdom and you know, wise beyond his years. He's like, guys, let's think this through. Do we really want to go down this road? Is this what we want to be as a network? And uh, stole our fun. Outrageous. I'm going to get to Iowa Sam here in a few minutes, but <laughs> let me start with this. Um, the story of the evening is this collusion case being settled. Colin Kaepernick, Eric Reed. They filed against the NFL. They reached an undisclosed settlement on Friday. There was a public hearing scheduled for next month. NFL faced the prospect of having owners and league officials facing depositions. So the NFL doesn't want this thing to drag on. So they settled. The first thing is, don't fall into the trap of thinking that a settlement means the NFL was in hot water. There was a smoking gun. Cap and Reed, they were going to win this lawsuit. I think that's a leap. Now, to be fair, that's possible. It's possible there was something there. I don't believe there was because I don't think the NFL is that dumb. I, I just can't imagine what there's an email trail, the paper trail of them saying, hey, guys, just so we're on the same page, no Cap or Nick. All right? Just forward this to all the other owners so we're all on the same page. No Kaepernick. Like, I don't think you're going to uncover the quote-unquote smoking gun. I don't think it exists. And I think it's absolutely possible. It's absolutely possible that these teams on a case-by-case basis, just on a team-by-team basis, looked at the situation and said, so... We could bring Cap in as a backup quarterback. There's going to be a circus-like atmosphere associated with the acquisition. We're good. 
mm, not going to do it. Like, the only way Cap isn't in the league is because the league conspired against him. There's no chance, no how, that teams individually looked and said, yeah, not going to sign up for this dynamic. Like, it's crazy to me to think that, oh, this just proves everything right here. There's clearly collusion all over the place. And blah, blah. I don't see that at all. I think that Deflategate has something to do with this, with the NFL. Deflategate dragged on and on and on and on over a year. Just didn't end, seemingly. The NFL won the case. Tom Brady was suspended for four games. The NFL won the ruling. And it was horrible for business. And this situation with Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed protesting during the national anthem and why they were protesting during the national anthem against racial injustices. For the NFL to let this drag on and on and on and on. Even if they ended up winning the ruling, they still lose because this whole thing just keeps going and going and going. And there's a lot of sensitivity toward this issue because, sadly, there are far too many black men and women that have to deal with being treated improperly. So it's, it's just horrible for the NFL for it to go on and on and on and on. So they settled. Doesn't mean there's a smoking gun. The other part of this, Eric Reed. If Eric Reed is going to talk tough against Malcolm Jenkins, the Eagles' safety, this happened during the 2018 season. He called out Malcolm Jenkins in a post-game press conference and had this to say. I believe Malcolm capitalized on the situation. He co-opted the movement that was started by Colin to get his organization funded. It's cowardly. He sold us out. Capitalized on the situation. Got himself funded, essentially. Well, that's exactly what Eric Reed just did. You know, <laughs> Malcolm Jenkins got his he he got his uh his deal funded. Well, guess who Eric Reed got funded? Himself. You can't call out Malcolm Jenkins, throw him under the bus, say he's a sellout, and then settle. For cash, yourself, like that, those two things don't go together. Again, Malcolm Jenkins, this is a harsh words saying that Eric Reed's calling Malcolm Jenkins a sellout. He's a sellout. Why you Because he's a sellout. No, his actions speak louder than his words. Okay, so uh, can't we turn Eric Reed's about Malcolm Jenkins and Apply it to Eric Reed himself? Yeah, we can. So you can't have both things at play here. If you're going to call out Malcolm Jenkins and say, oh, yeah, he, he just hopped on board and then used it to fund his initiatives and all. If you're going to point the finger at him, you can't be the one settling for cash yourself. Because here's the question. What was this whole thing about? Was it about establishing change for the future? Was it about fighting for your rights? Like, what was it about? Was it about lining your pockets with cash? Like, really, that's a legitimate question. That's not being emotionally charged to a fault and just finding any little morsel of bad in this situation where it's just not in the favor of Kaepernick or Eric Reed. That's a legitimate question. 
What was the whole objective of this thing? If you do have the smoking gun, if there was truly collusion, why didn't you see it through? Why didn't you go on with this? Why did you agree to a settlement? Really? Like, if if you're banging the drum for this cause and this is unjust, and why do you settle? I don't understand that. So that's a legitimate question. Like, what was the goal in this whole thing? So there's just a few of the angles with this situation. But as far as Eric Reed goes, man, I find it to be far more hypocritical for him to be calling out Malcolm Jenkins, saying he's a sellout, and then you turn around and settle. At least Colin Kaepernick, he, he, hasn't, he hasn't called out a player and just lambasted him like the Eric Reed did. And then Cap turn around and take the money. I'd be saying the same thing about Cap being a hypocrite if that were the case. But that is completely hypocritical from Eric Reed's standpoint. I'm Brian Though You're on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Okay, it's... The- It's not the uh, smoothest transition to go for something ultra serious to a fight night in Fox Sports Radio. It used to look like it. We're going to have a watershed moment here on the Fox Sports Radio airwaves. But then uh, my guy, Iowa Sam, very level-headed. He intervened. I got a couple of tweets here that I think are funny. Rod talking about the idea of Ryan Bershinger, our our producer tonight taking a punch to the stomach just to see what it feels like. Rod checks in and says, bad idea, Brian. Internal injury could occur. You might want to rethink this. Thank you, Rod. There's also uh, Apex Fiend who checks in and says, not for nothing, but that's how Houdini died. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. He lived through a lot of stuff. So, Yo, okay, here's the thing. I get where Iowa Sam's coming from. I get where Rob's coming from. I get where Apex is coming from. But let's play the odds here, Ryan. Come on. You're going to have internal injuries. You think you're going to die like Houdini? You think there's going to be like internal bleeding like Iowa Sam's talking about? Or like if K-Fig is the guy to punch you, you think he's going to like give you everything he's got? I know he's had the boxing train. You think he's going to rear back and punch you like with 100% of his punching ability? Or you think he's going to take a little bit off of that steam? What do you think? That, no, that that's fair. I th- I think he would he would restrain a little bit. He would. He would. That, that so would, is it back on? Are we going through with this now? That's that's you know. I... <laughs> Uh, uh, long story short, I don't think uh, Fox Sports Radio doesn't uh, uh, supply me with with uh, enough uh, healthcare coverage to make sure that mm, okay. if, if anything were to were to occur, that I would be completely fine. So um, mm. we just don't know, Brian, if Kevin taking a little bit of juice out of his yeah. swing yeah. is still going to put. A freaking mortar hole through Ryan Bershinger's torso. We don't well, know if, if that's going to happen. Let me propose this, okay? How about we start low and just up the the levels, okay? So K Fig, <laughs> K Fig, you punch him with say like thirty percent, okay, of your power, okay? And if he's like, mm, yeah, felt that a little bit, not horrible, but I felt that, okay. 
let's bump it up a little bit. Let's go to 40%. And then when he reaches that zone of, all right, that's a little much, then we call it off. That's not going to be internal bleeding. That's gonna be not going to be like a Houdini-like death, right? Man, How about that? that? But just it's a good be, proposal. Yeah, just be gasping for air at that point, right? Yeah. Get to that Which point. Which is the goal. That's the whole goal. How about that, Ryan? How about a progressive system of incrementally stronger punches? So this is multiple punches now, Ryan. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes right. I've gone from to one to multiple. Now. Oh man, I gotta, I gotta be here for another six hours. Like it's, <laughs> I gotta strap in. I gotta make sure. Oh man, I don't. I am. I am weak in the mid midsection. I will be honest. I, am, <laughs> I, I, I could have a much more defined midsection. I wish. I wish you guys were mic'd up in that first commercial break because we went, Ryan, from you being like, yeah, let's do it. Screw it. To, I don't know. Iowa <laughs> Sam was talking Ryan, a lot during Ryan's the break. Ryan's an impressionable uh, young man. All right? He's very, uh, very this, true. He's impressionable, true. and he agreed to something that he clearly regretted. <laughs> I think this, just the dynamic in general, Ryan, I think if you were like, K-Fig, punch me as hard as you possibly can. Just with it being at work, K-Fig automatically isn't going to punch you as hard as he can. You know? I think you could take that. But to take it a step further in terms of safety, because we're all about safety here on Fox Sports Radio, right? Take it very seriously. We are in safe harbor, but that actually kind of means the opposite. Like, we can actually get away with more. Right. But But uh, how about about this? 40% ferocity, Ryan Bershinger. What do you think about that? Huh? Can I sell you on 40% ferocity? 40%. You know, uh, hitters in baseball that get a hit 40% of the time are are the best athletes in the world. Well, they're Hall of Famers. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I, I'll continue they don't hit with 40% of fight. their power. Exactly. Yeah. They'll just be like a bunt. <laughs> and you're all talk, talking to a guy who's traditionally heavy-handed in most things that I do, too. So, like, 40% for me might be 70 for some others. I, wow, I try my best to, to hold you, it. No, I'm just, no, I love this. I'm just saying. It's like, even like, okay, yeah, put a pinch of salt. Well, like, so you mean dump the entire thing into the mix, right? Is that what it is? Like, I'm very heavy-handed in everything that I do. So, I try my best to hold to have some restraint, but it just it may not work out. Yeah. I love favorite. where this is going. Brian, that- K-Fig, that, that's a drop right there. 40% of my punches, that might be like 70% of <laughs> w- other human beings' I wasn't punches. trying to, to brag. But just, <laughs> I don't know my own strength and intensity level, I guess, is a better way to define it. We don't know if, if, if K-Fig throwing a punch at Ryan Bershinger is going to result in that scene from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom where – the guy puts his fist through the guy's chest and rips out his beating heart. I mean, we can literally see that scene unfold, and then we'd have a real problem. You, you see, here's problem. the problem. I'll tell you this. Coming up next, why you guys are only thinking worst-case scenario. We got to think best-case scenario for a second. I'm going to flip the script. We're going to do that. And also from the Geico Studios, it's amazing how a star player's reputation has changed so dramatically. We'll get to all of that coming up. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance? means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Fun fact, Iowa Sam, we used to jam this song all the time. I played guitar for half my life. Little Injustice for All action. Yeah. Old school. Me and my guy, Corey double bass. Yeah. Drummer. Corey was a good drummer. It's a, a nine-minute song. song. Jam. Dude, the, the songs on Justice did not end. <laughs> Gosh. Justice was a long song. Goodness, what else was on that? Um, one is obviously a long song. What else was the long? Oh, To Live Is To Die is oh, a very great, long great song. Great intro with the uh, yeah. that sad, like, kind of classical guitar. Oh, it's a great song. great song. Absolutely a great song. And uh, I'm, I'm missing one that... Uh, Isn't like you know, Shortest like Straw and, on there? Shortest Straw was a longer song. Yeah. I think I mentioned the longest ones. Um, but yeah, like Blackened and Shortest Straw, those are around the same length. Those are like six-ish minute songs. So they're still long songs. But yeah, great album. Great album. All right, so I, I got to get to the crew thinking just two worst-case scenario. You got to think best-case scenario. I've got a couple of tweets. They're just, they're acting like the crew here. Where's someone like me? Where's a visionary? I want a visionary to tweet in here and say, no, you're on to something here. This could be a watershed moment. I'm going to get to these hater tweets in just a little bit here. But let me uh, get to this. Russell Westbrook, Thursday night, had an insane game. He had 44 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists. Triple-double. A 44-point triple-double. And... It was his 11th straight triple-double. That's an NBA record. And you knew what the reaction was going to be. Well, they lost. Who cares? Who cares? They lost. Let me ask you this. So, in a losing effort, no player can do anything that's impressive? That's going to be the takeaway? It's insane how much negativity there is for Russell Westbrook right now. 
Russell Westbrook is still having a dynamic season. To be averaging a triple-double for a third straight season is insane. But this is the ultimate reaction of, been there, done that, give me something new so I can overreact to it. Like that That's just how it is. It's a little bit like the NFL Coach of the Year voting. Matt Nagy won the award. He had 24 votes out of 50 for the award. Chicago Bears head coach. Do you realize that Bill Belichick and also Sean McVay didn't get one single vote for NFL Coach of the Year? Why would that be? Well, Because you expected them to have a lot of success. That's how the award has become. It's become a lot of, well, it's the biggest surprise award. We didn't see the Bears having this much success, and whoa, they did. So therefore, Matt Nagy, Coach of the Year. It's crazy that Bill Belichick and also Sean McVay didn't get one vote for the Coach of the Year, but that's how it goes. If it's something that you expect, you don't value it as much, and that's completely twisted thinking. Same thing applies to Russell Westbrook. Because you're anticipating this type of production where he's getting triple doubles. You're like, yawn, been there, done that. Not really that valuable. Not really that valuable. You're telling me 44 points, 14 boards, 11 assists. There's no value to that. That's insane. I like this too, and this gets lost in the shuffle. Billy Donovan, Thunderhead coach. He said this after Thursday's game. Quote, I thought Russell's energy trying to lift up our team, kept up, uh, kind of kept us around. I think his energy and his inspiration was just trying to keep the guys in it because just calling it like it was, we didn't have the pop, in my opinion, that we needed to have. I think Russ, as he always does, he was trying to will those guys in timeouts and get our team to fight, and we did, end quote. So think about that. This whole thing is going to be dismissed with Russell Westbrook, a great game, continuing his triple-double streak because the Thunder lost. And not only was he giving great production, he's trying to keep his teammates in the game that didn't have the necessary energy, that didn't have the proper focus. And Russ is like, come on, get your head in the game. Let's go. We can do this. So now is he producing. He's trying to get everybody where they need to be. And that's just going to be lost in the shuffle because they – Didn't win the game? That's crazy to me, man. It's just crazy, but it's just another installment of we're bored with what Russ has brought to the table. A couple of seasons ago when he averaged his first triple-double for the season, he was easily the MVP. People were throwing rose petals at his feet, and now just because we're used to it, the reaction commonly is, eh, big deal. Triple-doubles. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. That's been a talking point now. Craziness. Absolute craziness. It's funny because just the other night, I'll get these updates on my phone. I'll just be like, hey, check this out. This happened. There'll be a video. There'll be a story. What have you. There was a video for P.J. Tucker of the Houston Rockets. And it just says, P.J. Tucker turns the ball over, but sent Luka flying. (laughs) Like Luka Doncic fell over and PJ Tucker nice little move but he turned the ball over that's something that doesn't matter I don't care if you made someone fall over if you turn the ball over and don't don't score any points that doesn't matter Russell Westbrook turning in a triple double 
a 44-point triple-double, although they lost, that still matters. Just be smart about stuff. Don't be emotional to a fault where you're just saying ridiculous things left and right. Okay, we get back to uh, the task at hand here. Me trying to get fight night on tonight's show. And um, Iowa Sam is pushed back. He's been the voice of reason, unfortunately, for us. I'm trying to set it up where K-Fig punches Ryan Bershinger in the stomach. Now, if you're joining us right now, you might be like, what? Uh, why? Well, for numerous reasons. I saw highlights of a, a boxing match tonight. And one fighter won by knockout because of a significant body blow. And I'm just like, I've never been punched in the stomach before. I wonder what that feels like. And so I just talked to the crew. Ryan hasn't been punched in the stomach either. And I'm like, what do you think about K-Fig punching you? He's like, yeah, cool. And then Iowa Sam in a commercial break is like, listen, Ryan, do you want to do this? You could be in the hospital. What about your medical bills? What if you have internal bleeding? What if Fox Sports Radio is liable if something goes south? And he's just, he's thinking of all these logical things. But it's all worst case scenario thinking. Coming up next, after we hear from KFIG, I'm going to give you best case scenario thinking. And also the, the tweets that are hilarious that uh, are not siding with me. We will get to all of those things next. But first, KFIG to spin us around. What's going on, KFIG? All right, Brian, there is a heavyweight slugfest in the Rising Stars Challenge, I guess, if you can call it that. All-Star Weekend on Friday night. Team USA versus the world, 161-144. to Lots of defense being played in this one as both teams shot over 55% from the field. Both teams attempting over 53-point shots. Kyle Kuzma of the Lakers for Team USA taking home MVP honors with 35 points. Ben Simmons led the world team with 28 points along with Laurie Markkinen of the Chicago Bulls who had 21 points. Buffalo in college basketball, 25th ranked Buffalo with an 88 to 82 victory over Toledo. NHL victories for the Rangers, Hurricanes, Devils, and Bruins. Genesis Open second round action was suspended due to darkness. Justin Thomas tied atop the leaderboard at 10 under, along with Adam Scott. Online car shopping can be confusing, not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Basketball Hall of Fame finalists were announced. On Friday as well, some of the headliners, Chris Webber, Ben Wallace, Jack Sigma, Sidney Moncrief, Marcus Johnson, and Paul Westfall, among others. In the NFL, Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed settled their grievance against the NFL in their collusion case. They signed a non-disclosure agreement, so no details about the settlement will be made public. The New Orleans Pelicans in the NBA elevating assistant general manager Danny Ferry to interim general manager after the firing of Dale Demps earlier on Friday. And NFL News Pittsburgh Steelers owner Art Rooney II will meet with receiver Antonio Brown next week amid the news that Brown has requested a trade from the team. Back to Mills Lane. I mean, Brian, no. <laughs> I'm more like Don King over here. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, big time promoter. <laughs> We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. All right, I continue the quest here for fight night. I want to see Ryan Bershinger get punched in the stomach just to see what it feels like, you know? So here's the reaction from Twitter. Let me get to this first, and I'll give you the best case scenario. Tony's thinking worst case. 
He tweets in and says, K-Fig, don't do it. Nothing good can come out of this. And also says, to me, are you willing to pay for injuries and do Fig's time in jail? LOL. Okay. That's just worst-case scenario thinking. That's, like, a, that's a good point, Brian. That's, K- that, you're somebody not going could, to jail, that, that could K-Fig. Be an assault. That could be an assault I, charge. I could press charges. You're, you're not going to press charges. <laughs> There's not going to be an assault. There's not going to be jail time. There's not going to be any significant injuries. This is all worst case over the top thinking. K and D Collins checks in. Some more worst case scenario thinking. Maybe you should find someone in your studio to punch you in the stomach so you can see how it feels instead of making K Fig do it to Ryan. Now, here's the first thing it's a great concept. The only problem is no one's here. (laughs) I'd be more than happy to have someone punch me in the stomach because I want to find out what it feels like. I've got a good idea because, like I told you, K-Fig, I landed on the football in grade school Mm -hmm. and the wind was knocked out of me. It's not a fun feeling at all. So like you described, it's very similar to that. But still, I want to find out. I want to get punched. It's it's worse. It's worse than that. Yeah, well, falling on top of a ball that's already stationary on the ground is one thing. Think of the force of momentum of somebody putting their power behind it, driving all of its force into you. A little bit different. I don't – it's comparable because here's the thing. I was carrying the football. Okay. And think of it. I'm I'm running and I'm getting tackled. And you were going full speed and you fell down? Full steam to the ground and land on a ball. It's a bad deal, man. It's not fun. Um. So depending on who punches you. This is true, too. Yeah, you, you could be worse. It could be not as bad. Okay, so that's a great suggestion by K&D, but there's nobody around here. Or believe me, I would be more than willing. If I were in that, here's the thing. Next time I come to L.A., I'm fully doing this. We're, we're absolutely doing this. Someone is punching me in the stomach. For sure. I give you my word, blood oath right here, Okay. It will happen. So rain check. What on has that. gotten into you, Brian? I don't know. I, I think, don't know. I, I just think you imagine need to take up a hobby of yeah. uh, maybe making soap uh, at your home on Paper Street. You know, <laughs> yeah, the regular Tyler Durden over here. I'm just, I'm just imagining Brian to walk around. Hey, you want to punch me in the stomach? People are like, uh, what's what's the catch? I don't get it. <laughs> here's, here's I think that could be like, a funny bit. Yeah, like, what are you up to? The week. What the hell are you yeah. up to, man? I don't know. I just I saw the highlight and I'm like, man, that seemed like such a powerful punch. It buckled this fighter to the f- ground. He couldn't continue. I'm like, I've never been punched in the face. Or, I'm sorry, in the stomach. Every fight I've gotten in over the years, everybody goes for the face. I've never taken a punch to the gut. I want to know what it's like. How about this? Best case scenario thinking. I appreciate this on Twitter. JP, why are they backing out? This would be awesome radio. Do give the kid his oh, two to give the kid his first gut punch. Do it. See, that's best case scenario thinking. A great, memorable, awesome radio segment. And and on top of that, best case scenario thinking. Let's say that K Fig doesn't go to jail because Ryan presses charges and as the result of having internal bleeding and he's on his Houdini like deathbed. Let's just say for the sake of argument. Nothing even close to that happens. Let's say this is a great bit. Now, all of a sudden, we're thinking of new nicknames here. How about this? Instead of K-Fig, K-O-Fig. <laughs> oh. How about that? Huh? How about, you always hear this, Iron Jaw? How about Iron Stomach Bershinger? 
Huh? Oh, Does that not have a special ring to Tell me that doesn't have a special ring to it. It's got something strong, that's for sure. <laughs> Iron Stomach Bursch. I love it. More like Bursch Bur- Stinger because it's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> if he was the one throwing the punch, he could be Bursch Swinger. All there right, you all right. go. N- yeah. Now, here, you brought up something interesting there, Iowa Sam. I'm trying to broker a deal here. How about this, Ryan? If... You take the punch from K Fig, you get to return the punch and punch K Fig yourself. What do you think about that? Would uh, that sweeten the pot a little bit or not I, as much? I, I see the appeal of it, but I let's be if I go full force, like, he won't feel it. I, I do not I'm telling you, I'm a I'm gotcha. a weak man. <laughs> I, 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 I mean, he's got bird arms over there. I'm looking back at him, and man, those little twigs. <laughs> okay, so, all right. So you're just about to get punched if you went through with it. There's no incentive for you to punch back. That's fine. That's fine. So where are we? Did this incentive package swing you at all, Ryan? Or are you just going to no sit this intended. one out and take Iowa Sam's advice? It's it's tempting. Yeah. And and I will we've got a you know we've got another hour of the show so we'll we'll, See? we'll we'll continue to mull it over. Okay. We continue to keep this book open, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> this chapter Poor may be impressionable over, Ryan back here. I'll do the next one. Under pressure here. You know, here's wow. what we need. Here's what we need. We need a couple of callers. 877-99 on Fox. I really want to hear from someone who is pro Ryan Bershinger taking a punch to the stomach. You know, like JP on Twitter saying, dude, this would be a great radio bit. Do it. I want to hear that call because I think, Ryan, this could be enough to push you over the top. If they're selling this like, oh, it'd be memorable. You're going to be known. It's going to be awesome. You're not going to suffer internal bleeding. Come on, K-Fig isn't going to punch you that hard where he's putting himself in the crosshairs for any type of discipline, right? It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. I need someone to call in and take the baton from me and run off into the distance trying to sell Ryan on this. Don't you think that's a good idea, Ryan? Sure. Yes. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds very convinced. Yeah. It'll be memorable, all right. I, I can see know. Leslie Stahl right now sitting across from Ryan. So it was just a radio bit, right? And this whole thing just went wrong, correct? And now all of a sudden you can't walk. And your stomach is inside of your throat, and you have this weird contraption to help you talk. And Kevin, who was a coworker of yours, is now locked up for the rest of his life. Listen to you. No one's getting <laughs> locked up. There's not going to be internal bleeding. He's going to be able to talk going forward in life. Like it's going to be just fine. I got a question for you, K Fig. This yes. is a little bit of a different angle, though. Sure. Once I'm in LA again, the next time. Mm-hmm. And if you're the one who's punching me in the stomach and I fully sign up for this, what percentage of your punching strength and capacity are you punching me with? Um, I, I will <laughs> attempt to go at 50% capacity <laughs> unless you want me to do more. Okay. I mean, if you want to be a tough guy, I'll, I'll rear back and just go full on. I'll put the legs Oof. into it. It's yeah. up to you. Whew. Listen, they don't call him uh, Kevin Send You to Heaven figures for nothing. <laughs> that, that's right, right that Sam. His, that was his ring name. How did you right? know my ring name? Were you at my, my uh, amateur night? That's pretty good. Kevin Send <laughs> You to match? Heaven figures. Yeah. Yeah. All right, all right. Bad deal. How about this, Ryan? What percentage of punching power from K-Fig 
do you need me to sign up for once I'm in L.A. again? And I will be there in the not-too-distant future. What do you need me to say, all right, K-Fig's going to punch me at 70% of his power for him to punch you at, name your percentage, 50%. What do you need me to say? Hmm? Would that sweeten the pot? I, I, again, that is that is tempting, and uh, and and the needle is starting to move. But yeah, see, see, there we go. <laughs> phones are lighting there up too. There we go. The phones are. We're moving up. in that direction. I want to hear from you. Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox, selling young, impressionable Ryan Bershinger, producer extraordinaire. Why he needs to get punched in the stomach tonight? Be great for radio history. We're taking your calls. Coming up next, and also this. Uh, no one likes a cheapskate. Hilarious story and a uh, funny end result I'll tell you about. It's the Brian No Show. Uh, in for Jonas here on Fox Sports Radio. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one, no touching of the hair or face. And let's do this. Love it. Great job by you, Iowa Sam. Good job. That's funny. I'm Brian No here on Fox Sports Radio, coming to you from the Geico Studios. Hey, become a new card member and Discover will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right, so I have asked, and the good people that support Fox Sports Radio have chimed in. I'm trying to sell Ryan Bershinger on taking a punch to the stomach. From Kevin Figures tonight. I'm over in Portland right now, physically. They're over in the LA area. If I were there, I'd be punching and getting punched because I, I want to feel what it's like to get punched in the stomach. I've never had that happen before. Any fight I've been in, never been hit in the stomach. There was just a fight on TV tonight, and that's what brought this whole thing about. So I'm trying to sell Ryan to take this punch because he hasn't felt this either. And he was all for it in Iowa Sam. Talked some sense into him, which is boring, and now he doesn't want to do it. So I'm trying to get this to happen. So we're going to go rapid-fire style here. There are numerous people that want to check in either for it happening or against it happening with Ryan willingly taking a punch to the stomach from our own KO figures, potentially. Right now he's just K-Fig. Could be KO Fig. Bobby is in Vegas. What do you think about this, Bobby? What do you want to see happen? Oh, my gosh. Okay, so I was just talking with him on the phone, and I was telling him, all right, look, you have no idea where this punch is coming from. Is it going to be a hook? Is it going to hit your ribs? Is it going to be a straight shot straight to your gut so where whatever you ate tonight is coming straight out and you're crying? (laughs) And if that happens, I say that you go find the maintenance guy in Portland and ask him to punch you in the stomach and see if you throw up everything that (laughs) he threw up. (laughs) Well, I hear what you're saying, Bobby. There's no maintenance guy here. Um, Oh, there's always a maintenance guy. There's always a maintenance guy. You'll find one. He's down there. Bobby, you got to trust me, man. The maintenance (laughs) guys are not here right now at all. But I would willingly, next time I'm in L.A., if, you know, K-Fig is doing the punching tonight with Ryan, I will absolutely sign up for K-Fig to punch me once I'm in L.A. the next time. All right, so like where you were saying the ground rules, what's it going to be? Is it going to be a straight shot? Because that's just as powerful as a hook. Yeah. 
Well, well, I'll find that. I'll find that out, Bobby. That's a good point that you bring up. Yeah. And I appreciate the phone call. So I'll do some digging. All right, I'm making a note right now. I what w- type? Yeah, I was planning yeah. on an uppercut just for argument's sake. Probably <laughs> an uppercut to the gut. Probably like the it, most. Yeah. He has to be potent. Like bent over for that. He has to be. Uh, <laughs> no, not necessarily. Yeah, like like really, the Heimlich. Like, yeah. <laughs> he really doesn't. <laughs> No, you just drop down yeah. low. I, I understand what you're saying. The Casey. problem is yeah. that will be, even if I were to take some off of that, that's probably the most powerful punch I could throw because <laughs> I literally have to throw my entire body and go through my legs to do it. So All right. let's okay. probably reconsider. We might probably have to just go do back a, to the drawing board on that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. probably just do a straight a straight shot. Cro- okay, maybe, straight just a, shot. maybe just a cross, a cross to the body. Cross to the body. I like it. I'm sold. Cross to the body. I'm writing it down right now. All right, we got to go rapid fire style here. Paul is in Virginia Beach. What do you think about all this, Paul? Yeah, um, that from that what that last caller said, he's right. If he can take the punch to the stomach area, and he's a halfway physically fit guy, and he knows the punch is coming, and he just tightens his stomach muscles, he yeah. should take the yeah. punch. We it's do all this good, all the right? time in class. Right? Yeah, see? Common yeah, occurrence, now, here, right, here's, Paul? The, here's the only part that he might get hurt. Uh-huh. If the guy can't aim the punch, and he punches him in the rib. If he does well, that and a, he breaks the yeah. rib, he's going to have a floating rib. That won't be a problem. See, but, listen to if that. If it's just a stomach, he should take it. Yeah. See, exactly, Paul, The highly accurate KO fig. Yeah. He's like, you don't have to worry about I that. know exactly he's where all punches are going. The ribs. Yeah, that won't yep. be an issue. Yeah, we do that all the time in class. Mm-hmm. We do that all the time in class. So. Perfect. Love it, Paul. Thanks for the phone call. See that, Ryan? All the time in class. Totally fine. No issues. I liked it. Good phone call. Good. That's what we're looking for. We got Chris in Alabama. What's going on, Chris? Uh, I'm I'm going to propose something else okay. instead of a punch to the to the stomach. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm a I'm a Fox Sports show uh, Fox Sports affiliate, and um, I have a wrestling show. And uh, so so I'm I'm going to propose a Ric Flair chop. A, a chop Rick across chop. a chop okay. across the chest. The chest? Op- open hand chop, yes. Okay, all right. Well we appreciate that, Chris. That's that could be okay. our fallback plan if that's the case. Okay, well, not bad. We know not bad. that nobody will actually get hurt if we do the Rick Flair yeah, chop. Yeah, that's boring because we, we need the drama of potential disaster. <laughs> you know? I like that one a little more. It might leave, like- a, ni- it'll leave a nice <laughs> welt on your chest. <laughs> All right, we got Randy in Oklahoma. What do you think about all this, Randy? Hey, man, I think it's kind of disturbing, really, what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Thank you, Randy. You know, Ryan says he's got birds like an arm. I'll tell you uh-huh. what, to be fair, if you give him a machete or a bat or something. <laughs> and, really? That's there, we there we go, Randy, yeah. So if he doesn't like the gut punch, he retaliates. Then that'd be fair. <laughs> then I'll, then but, I'll but chop off on disturbing. Just the punch to the gut, that's disturbing. But the machete and the bat, that's not disturbing at all. Huh? No, look, man, no. I got three daughters. <laughs> I talked to Ryan. He's got no kids. You got kids? No, he I should don't, not, not be yet. promoting this type of behavior. This oh, goes on. In the, I don't think you got many kids listening at four in the morning. But yeah. look, man, we're supposed to be making peace and love. Uh, we're not you're supposed talking to be about teaching bats people and machetes how to punch over somebody. here, Randy. Where's the Where's the peace and love with bats and I machetes? Where was that? There's no peace. All right, we got 15 seconds, Mitchell in Ohio. What do you think about this, real quick? Hey, you ever heard Brian? If you don't think about pain, you won't feel it. Well, yeah, that's the thing yeah. with a gut. 
that's the thing with a gut punch. You're not thinking about pain, so you really don't feel no pain when you're punching in the gut. Because See? there's a second or two there where you think you're never going to breathe again. Perfect. <laughs> See, appreciate that, Mitchell. All the reason for us to do it. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your early morning. Having a good time with you guys. This is fun. I still fight the good fight trying to get Ryan Bershinger to willingly take a punch to the stomach. I'm still trying. I'm doing everything I can. So I will continue that. And with your help, hopefully we can get this done. I really like what Mitchell in Ohio had to say, closing out the final hour, the the latest hour, where he's like, hey, man, if you don't anticipate the pain, you won't feel a thing. I don't know what else there is to think about. Ryan, as long as you don't anticipate the pain, you're good to go. So I'll, con- I'll continue to try to persuade him in this hour. But I want to unveil something. I want to introduce something to the, to uh, tonight's show. Something I call the cocky meter. Okay? I've got some recent statements. And I want to rate the level of arrogance. Right? It's essentially what I call the cocky meter. So I've got low, medium, and high. Those are the three categories to rate these comments. So if we go low, we just go a little subtle thing like this. That's it. That's low. Here would be medium on the cocky meter. Right. And then if it's just full-fledged, it sounds like this. Okay. So I've got numerous comments here recently, and we're just going to gauge where these comments should be on the meter. So we got Giannis at Detacumbo. Going to be leading Team Giannis in the All-Star game. He had this to say, quote, I'm not trying to sound arrogant and cocky, but I don't think there's one guy that can stop me, end quote. I go low. Yeah, that's low. Me even... Gave you warning, like, hey, I'm not trying to sound arrogant and cocky, but yeah, I don't think there's any guy that can stop me. And I also grade in terms of truth. If this is completely true, then I think that takes the level of cockiness down a couple of pegs, right? So I go low on that. I'll just go with another one. LeBron James had this to say recently. Quote, those top teams in the East, yeah, they're going for it. Toronto is going for it. Milwaukee's going for it. Philly. Boston believes they can do it. They know they ain't got to go through Cleveland anymore. Everybody in the East thinks they can get to the finals because they ain't got to go through me. End quote. I go medium. Yeah, I go medium on that. Because here's the thing. These moves... Where you're talking about the Raptors, not only did they pick up Kawhi Leonard, they picked up Mark Gasol, right? They've made moves. Bucks pick up Miritich. The Sixers pick up Tobias Harris. So there have been a lot of moves in the East. And those teams, like, let's face it, the Cavs were not a juggernaut last year, even with LeBron. They went to a seven-game series against the Celtics who didn't have Kyrie Irving, who didn't have Gordon Hayward. If those two players were healthy last year, who knows how that goes down? The Celtics might have easily won that series. So 
to think that, oh, all these teams are in go-for-it mode now, and they didn't think they had a chance before, and now there's the ripple effect with all the moves you're seeing. I'm going to put that medium. There's some truth to it. It is a cocky statement, but because there's some truth to it, I'm not going to go high on the rating. Here's another one. Isaiah Thomas of the Denver Nuggets just came back to play right before the All-Star break. He says, quote, my job is not to fit in. It's to stand out no matter what team I'm on. This is full-fledged right here. Yeah, that's, that's full-blown cockiness. That's high, 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 high. That's like flaming red, like blinking lights on the cocky meter. Listen to this. It's not 2017 anymore for Isaiah Thomas. He's not an MVP candidate like he was with the Boston Celtics anymore. He's been a guy who hasn't played for 11 months, had hip issues. He's coming back with the Denver Nuggets who have a really good team. So make no mistake, his job right now is to fit in. It's not to stand out. He's not the guy, vintage Isaiah Thomas, pre-injuries and all of those things. This is a different Isaiah Thomas. This is a guy, his first action, he had 13 minutes. Well, he had eight points and a couple of assists in 13 minutes. That's more of where he's at at this stage. And more importantly, if you look really closely at the comments, no matter what team he's on, his job is to stand out. Let's play that game. What if he was dealt to the Warriors or he ended up there as free agent? You think his job is to stand out? What kind of role do you think he's going to have? We got Steph and Clay. Come on. That's full-fledged cockiness. That's crazy. That's Isaiah Thomas not recognizing where he truly is in the pecking order right now in terms of importance on a team. He once was the guy. And in his mind, nothing has changed at all. <laughs> that's, that's where his mindset is. And I got to be honest with you, things have changed a lot. One more on this. The cocky meter. Where did these statements from former NBA commissioner David Stern land? Now, he was on the Bloomberg Business of Sports podcast. And he was asked a question about Colin Kaepernick and if he would have a job today if he were an NBA player. And Commissioner Stern, former Commissioner Stern, had this to say. If Colin Kaepernick was a basketball player, would he have a job right now? Yes. Why doesn't he? Individual choice. You know, when the President of the United States makes a big deal about something, it may intimidate you to say, well, maybe I don't need that problem. So I, you know, when I have a choice, maybe not Colin Kaepernick, but... Uh, I always said he should have been suspended and he'd be playing. That's it. Yeah, that would have uh, been it. That would have been it. Okay. So where does this rank on the cockiness meter? I'm going high again. Because here's the thing. You can't make it sound like this is exactly like Mahmoud Abdul Rauf, who he wasn't recognizing the anthem. He had strong beliefs that did not align with the anthem and the playing of it and all that. So he didn't recognize it before games. And Commissioner Stern suspended him for a game. 
He was fined a significant amount, right around $32,000. They worked out a compromise where he didn't look at the flag but was still on the court for the anthem. He was allowed to continue playing. For Commissioner Stern to make it sound like this situation with Kaepernick is almost apples to apples is crazy. Like, to think that, hey, he would have been suspended and then he would have been playing and this whole thing would have blown over. Like, really? You think it's that easy? Think about that. If you suspend Colin Kaepernick, you think that's going to go over just great? Or are people going to come unglued all over the place? Like, how can you do that? How can you make this happen? This is unjust, so forth and so on. What if you suspend him and when he comes back, he does the same thing again? How do you know this is just going to be business as usual? It's fine. Like, I, I think that is a very cocky statement by Commissioner Stern. And make no mistake about this. Although the NBA might have handled this situation better than the NFL, I think they probably would have with protesting during the anthem and those sorts of things. To make it sound like the NBA would have handled it perfectly, that that's just how Commissioner Stern delivers this, where it's like, I mean, they're making this way more difficult than it needs to be. It's not that big of a problem. I mean, really, we just suspend him, and then it's over, and he's back to playing. It's easy. It like snap of the fingers. Like... No, I, I don't think that at all. It's impossible to handle that whole scenario perfectly where as a league, what's best for business is that the protesting doesn't continue. How you make that happen where it's just succinct and fluid and just easy, no. <laughs> like there, There's no perfect way to handle that. So to make it sound like you have the perfect solution is very cocky. I rate that one highly. I'm Brian No, here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. But there you go. New uh, implemented rating system. The cocky meter. <laughs> so... A lot of cocky uh, statements in sports, so I like that. Um, coming up next, we again hear from the crew. I want to gauge the level of interest for Ryan Bershinger getting punched in the stomach. I want a percentage breakdown and uh, what percentage he needs to be convinced that this was a it's a good enough idea to go through with it, you know? And uh, also, uh, the cheapskate of the sports world, and a playoff push for a certain team. Would that be a bad thing? I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Man, doesn't that get you in the mood for fight night? Come on. I I don't know. If if that doesn't speak to you, Ryan Bershinger, I don't know what will. You know? This is probably the best way to get you into potentially taking a punch to the stomach. Does that do anything for you? Hmm? It's, uh, it does a little bit. It does a little bit. I'm not <laughs> going to lie. Doesn't sound, like, <laughs> doesn't sound like it does a whole lot. It doesn't sound like it does the necessary requirement for this to happen. But I'll get to a couple of tweets here in a second, but let me just talk about this cheapskate Matt Kuchar for a second. You hear about this guy? Golfer Matt Kuchar. So there's a whole backstory. I'll try to give you the Cliff Notes version. So he was playing in a tournament and his regular caddy wasn't available. So he got a local caddy and they had this arrangement how much the local caddy would get paid. And so they come up with this figure and they have different varying degrees where if he misses the cut, the guy will make a thousand bucks. If he made the cut, he'll get 2000. It's a top 20 finish. He'll get three thousand. It's a top ten finish. He gets four thousand. They didn't discuss what would be the payment if Matt Kuchar won the whole freaking thing. But Kuchar ended up paying this fill-in caddy five thousand dollars. Now here's something else that you got to keep in mind. Matt Kuchar won the event, got paid one point three million dollars, and typically you'll see guys on tour pay their caddies ten percent. Of the winnings. So there have been purses like you win $10 million. They'll give a million dollar tip to the caddy. Like this typically the way it goes. Stray cash. So $5,000. It is 0.38% of $1.3 million. 0.38%. So if you go to your local restaurant, whatever it is, and you tip... 0.38%, you're a bad person. <laughs> you're just a bad person. And that's what Matt Kuchar tipped. And so this became a bigger story because it got out. 
And Matt Kuchar made some statements where he's like, yeah, well, this guy, his fill and caddy, he makes about $200 a day. So 5000 bucks that's a great week. And so he's just getting absolutely crushed. Social media people are after him. And so Matt Kuchar, he finally says, okay, all right, all right. I'm going to pay him $50,000. And he has this statement. This this statement is unbelievable. I'm just going to read a portion of it because it's like war and peace. It just goes on and on and on. Matt Kuchar, a portion of his statement, he says, This week, I made comments that were out of touch and insensitive, making a bad situation worse. They made it seem like I was marginalizing David Ortiz, that's the fill-in caddy, and his financial situation, which was not my intention. I read them again and cringed. This is not who I am and not what I want to represent. I will never, I never wanted to bring any negativity to the Mayacopa Golf Classic. I feel it is my duty to represent the tournament well. So I am making a donation back to the event to be distributed to the many philanthropic causes working to positively impact the communities of Playa del Carmen and Cancun. (laughs) So not only is he paying the fill-in caddy David Ortiz $50,000, which is pretty good. He's making donations to the area. He feels badly about how he's misrepresenting the golf classic, and he's just feeling horrible about this. But here's the thing. If the typical cut is 10% and he takes home $1.3 million, that's $130,000. So this fill-in caddy asking for $50,000, if you feel this bad and you're going above and beyond and out of your way and you're trying to make things good, wouldn't you give a common cut of 10%? Why would you just fill the wishes and say, oh, you want 50 Okay, fine. I'll give you 50 And that's the, I would go a step further and say, you know what? You want 50 I'm going to double that and then some. 130000 large. We good? Awesome. <laughs> but he didn't. Just a bad look for Matt Kuchar. Yeah. There you go. I love it. Yes. Old school Wayne's World. Anytime we get Wayne's World into this show, it makes for a stronger product. That's right. And both Iowa Sam and I are big fans of the movie Wayne's World. I still haven't seen Wayne's World 2. Which you oh, get vouching on it. for. Yeah, you like that movie. It huh? is. It's solid. Yeah. I, I gotta I do owe it to myself to watch that one. I've never seen it. But that was for uh selling their cable access show, right? That's yeah. That's what it was. They got five thousand bucks for it. So if you're a if you're a low level public access show host, five grand back in, you know, nineteen ninety three, that's a lot. So they were stoked to get five grand. Absolutely. But putting a bow on the Matt Matt Kuchar thing, yeah. I think of it like this. If you're going to go out with your friends, let's say I was in L.A. and after the show, I'm going to go out and grab some food with Iowa Sam, Ryan Bershinger, potentially Iron Stomach, Ryan Bershinger. More on that in a second. K.O. Fig. Potentially just K-Fig right now. Let's say we're going out to eat and we're all just going to pick up our own tab. Right? If I hit the lottery for one point three million and I don't pick up their bills, I'm a bad person. Like Matt Kuchar hit the lottery essentially. 
by winning this golf tournament for $1.3 million. He cashed in. And he's going to give a tip that's 0.38% with $5,000 initially and then be standing by it like, yeah, I mean, we came up to, that was the agreement heading in. Why there we got a problem now? Like, that's not understanding things. That's all it is. I'm going to get to the Lakers here momentarily because we're at a crossroads here. Which is better for them to make the playoffs or miss the playoffs? It sounds like a silly question. You typically think, yeah, make the playoffs. What are are we competing for out here? Well, if the goal is to win and you're looking at the long-term viability and where they should be positioned to have success, I don't know if making the playoffs is the best thing to do. But I got to get to the tweets here because we've got potential fight night here. It's been a common theme throughout the show. I've had a lot of fun with it. Seems like the crew has. A lot of people listening have. Not everybody has, (laughs) but that's the way it is, man. Whatever. Uh, Todd checks in. I like this. I've been trying to get Ryan Bershinger to take a punch in the stomach. I was watching a boxing match. There was a punch to the stomach. I've never been punched in the stomach. Brought about this whole conversation. I'm not physically in Portland right now. I would happily sign up for K-Fig to punch me. I'm more than willing to sign up, take a rain check for K-Fig to punch me at a later date when I'm visiting California with the lovely Christina. But as of right now, that's the best I can do. That's where it stands. So some people are pro gut punch. Some people are anti gut punch for Ryan Bershinger. Todd checks in. When this goes down, I'm thinking K fig should be in a black t-shirt with white lettering that reads not responsible for internal organ damage. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. I can work with that. Yeah, okay. Rod checks in and says, I'll bet Kevin could poke Ryan in the stomach and he would double over. You got to take that, Bershinger? Like, this is the worst. This is the real worst case scenario you need to be thinking about. Is How are you viewed if you back down from this challenge? Oh, yeah, no, I've, I've, I've thought about that a lot. And I understand that my reputation is on the line. But I also don't really have a reputation. So maybe, uh, maybe... Maybe this will be my reputation as the man who can get poked in the stomach and keel over, which is not inaccurate. I, I think that <laughs> I, I think that we gotta think bigger and better than this, Ryan. Like this could be a game changer for you. If you take this punch and you just shake it off and you're like you just keep going about your business. All right, this is gonna be a, a whole new world for you. No, you got a different reputation. You got a different mindset. This could be great. That that's true. I mean, as as I have not been punched in the stomach before, maybe I do have some sort of superhuman strength that I <laughs> was unaware of previously, and this is how I discover it. We got Edmund who checked in, and Edmund says, "Iowa Sam is the smartest man in the room." Now, Iowa Sam has been cautioning very strongly against doing this. And here's the thing I would say, Iowa. You know I love you, man. We work together every Sunday morning. But honestly speaking, sometimes being the smartest man in the room is boring. I'm it's a fun a, killer. I gotta be honest. Yeah, you are the killer of fun tonight. This whole thing started with you saying, not a good idea. Maybe think twice about this. It would be better. It would have been better when like vines were still a thing. You know, the six seconds <laughs> you go on there, you watch the crazy vines, the kids trying to do an ollie, and they, you know, snap their skateboard in half and fall down some stairs. That would be good, but I don't know. I don't know. We're just gonna see. 
I'm going to witness this and just feel bad for Bershinger. Is that what nah. it is, Sam? It makes you feel uncomfortable? Is that what this all uh, comes yeah, around yeah. to? This might be like might the be heart of it. It is about yeah. Sam. How about if Iowa, you just turn your head when this goes down? How's that? I'm too much of a... Uh, I, You're too I, curious. I, I rubberneck too much, you know? I just <laughs> I, I can't look away. Uh, unreal. You're killing the fun, and just to put in some sort of, uh, I don't know, uh, so we can continue in the fun route, which entails you turning your head. You're not down for that. So you're continuing this. That's uh, okay. Somebody That's, has to be the uh, the adult here. <laughs> Someone's got to be the. By the way, uh, this is a funny story because I, I have to tell you, but my nephews. I used to take my nephews to toy stores all the time. They're young kids, you know, and we used to go to Toys R Us. When Toys R Us is not around anymore, it's crazy. But we would go to Toys R Us, and my two nephews, Minnie Matt, is the older nephew, and Ty is the younger nephew. So Ty and I would be at Toys R Us, and we'd always be throwing a little tiny plastic football around. You know, or, uh, I don't know, like, uh, what do you call it? Uh, like little Nerf balls? or Yeah, like a little Nerf football. What is that, just like foam? Like a yeah, foam it's like football? a foam, little yeah. soft. Like if you, if, you hit, if you throw it against the kid's head, it won't hurt him. It's like yeah. so soft. Right. Yeah. So we'd be throwing it back and forth, and inevitably, you know, like we would wrestle for the football in mini mat who was still a young kid, he was like the parent. He was the adult. <laughs> he would be like, guys, guys, guys. So we're in public doing this stuff. And we'd be like, ah, kind of lame, man. We're having fun over here. <laughs> it's kind of young to be a party pooper, huh? Yeah. Guys, hell, man. I think guys. that's what Iowa Sam was like growing up. Yeah. Is that what you were uh, doing, Iowa? Yeah. In fact, well, I, I'll just say this. my When I got to be like a teenager and into my early 20s, my mom – she still does call me this. I was known as Pastor Sam. Yeah. I Because I'd always be sort of like holier than thou judging a little bit. <laughs> and also being like, like if everyone was having a little too much fun, getting a little too much, a little too rowdy. Got settled down. At the dinner Need table. Settled down. I would start to, you know, wring my hands a little bit and uh, wow. worry. And the pa- my mom would say, oh, the pastor's speaking. That's what you did tonight. You went pastor on us. Just like, yeah. you know, let's let's go down into the let's go into the church basement and play some Chinese checkers, you know, like let's just be safe. <laughs> have a good time. We can have some Sprite and oh uh you know, pigs in a blanket and just have uh oh, have a wholesome see, evening. I need you to channel your inner non pastor Sam. You know, just for just for two minutes. Just for a minute just for a matter five seconds for a punch to the stomach, you know? That's all I'm asking. It can be done. All right, we've got K fig potentially KO fig if we get the punching thing arranged, but he's got an update for us. Let's do that. All right, we'll start with NBA All Star Weekend kicking off Friday night with the Rising Stars Challenge in Charlotte. Team USA with the 161 144 victory over the world. Kyle Kuzma of the Lakers winning the MVP award, scoring 35 points. College Hoops, one game of note, 25th ranked Buffalo extends their record or improves their record, I should say, to 22 and 3. They would be Toledo 88 to 82 NHL victories for the Devils, Hurricanes, and the Rangers. Bruins with a 3-0 shutout victory over Anaheim. Boston with a one-point lead over Toronto for the second seed in the East. Second round action at the Genesis Open is suspended, or was suspended, I should say, due to darkness. Ty atop the leaderboard between Adam Scott and Justin Thomas at 10 under. Tiger Woods is one under for the tournament and in a tie for last place with many others. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price 
price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Pittsburgh Steelers owner Art Rooney II, or I should say president, that is, Art Rooney II, will meet with receiver Antonio Brown next week amid the news that Brown has requested a, tr- requested a trade from the team. Eric Reed and Colin Kaepernick settling their grievance against the NFL in their collusion case. A non-disclosure agreement was agreed to, so no details of the settlement were made public. Buffalo Bills releasing veteran tight end Charles Clay. Detroit Lions released veteran safety Glover Quinn, saving themselves about $6 million against the salary cap. And the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame finalists were announced on Friday as well. Some notable names, Chris Webber, Ben Wallace, Paul Westfall, Eddie Sutton, Sidney Moncrief, and Marcus Johnson. Back to Brian Note. Good stuff, K-Fig, as always. Potentially KO-Fig. More on that in a little bit. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Got a tweet here from David. I think this is a great tweet. I was talking about Matt Kuchar, the cheapskate, who paid his fill-in caddy $5,000, which sounds really good, but it's only 0.38% of his winnings. So it's a, a terrible tip. It's just chump change. David checks in and says, I love it how people who say or do something schmucky always say their behavior was not consistent with who they are, even though they said it and did it and would have continued to say it or do it if not called out. That is so true. That is so well said and laid out because this is the common apology is like, this isn't me. This isn't my character. This is not who I am. And it's like, that kind of is. It actually is exactly who you are. Now, if you're going to say things like, look, I know I can be better than this and I will be going forward. That's a better way to explain things. But David is so true. This would be, if I'm one of the uh, people on the inner circle, if I'm advising a client, let's say that a lot of these players have their agent and they also have a, a management team. If I'm part of the management team and I'm trying to give advice as to how you would position yourself, this would be it. It wouldn't be, hey, this isn't me. I, I'm not this guy. I don't do these sorts of things. You just did it. You shouldn't be saying that because people aren't going to buy it. Just say, Look, I know I can be better than this. I'm going to be better than this going forward. And I apologize. I This is just flat out wrong. Own it. Say you're going to be better and move forward. But while owning it, don't try to say this Jedi mind trigger. This isn't me. This is not what I do. Like, imagine if you did that in life. Imagine if you got pulled over going 80 miles per hour in a 55 zone. And you told the officer, this isn't me. This isn't what I do. This is, He'd be like, you just did it. Here's your ticket, jackass. Like, that's how it is. You can't do something wrong and say you don't do things wrong. Just say, I'll be better going forward. If you're going to say anything, that's how you position it if you're Matt Kuchar. Great tweet by David. Outstanding. All right, as far as the Lakers go. So the odds at the Las Vegas Superbook, the Westgate Las Vegas Superbook, minus 110, yes, they make the playoffs. Minus 110, no, they do not make the playoffs. 
and that's down from minus 500 to begin the season. They were strong favorites to make the playoffs. There's actually one better who wagered $50,000. He said, yes, Lakers will make the playoffs. The odds were minus 500. So he's got a $50,000 bet. He would earn $10,000. So he's got to sweat out these remaining games for the Lakers. They're in 10th in the West right now. Whether they make it or not, I mean, you can make a great argument either way. I think that they're somehow, someway going to figure it out and sneak in. That might be wrong. Time will tell. But here's the more interesting discussion to me. Which is better for the Lakers, and specifically LeBron, going forward? Is it that the Lakers miss the playoffs? Or is it that the Lakers make the playoffs and then get their teeth kicked in once they're there? Because if they make the playoffs, it's not like they're going to be a four seed. They're going to be at the very bottom. They might face the Warriors in a first-round series. They might face the Nuggets in a first-round series. Let's say they face the Warriors. You know what's going to happen. They're going to get dominated. I think it's actually worse for the Lakers to make the playoffs get rolled instead of just missing them altogether. Because think about it in terms of LeBron and how the team is trying to position itself for future success. They're trying to either, one, woo potential free agents, some big fish to team up with LeBron, or they're trying to make a trade for Anthony Davis. And both are hurt if they get to the playoffs and get absolutely destroyed. Because these young assets, if you're a a free agent and you're looking at the Lakers, you're going to look at, hey, who has a chance to compete for a championship? That's most likely going to be on the list somewhere. Depending on the player who's the free agent, it might be the top thing on the list. It might be somewhere in the middle. But it's going to be on the list. And so if the Lakers get there and they get steamrolled, half of the attraction about the young Lakers is that you haven't seen them get dominated in the playoffs. That's why looking into this season, when LeBron joined them, I thought people were far too optimistic. Where it's, oh, you got Kuzma, you got Ingram, you got these young, talented players. So when you're going 35 and 47, and you're not even close to the playoffs, I think they're looked at more favorably than if they got to the playoffs and got crushed. So that same dynamic is what's being applied here and now. Are you telling me that the Pelicans, if the Lakers come back to the negotiating table, they're trying to get Anthony Davis, trying to trade for him, and they offer the same package of players, all these young guns, Lonzo, you've got uh, Ingram, there's Kuzma, who's playing great basketball right now, there's Josh Hart, there's first-round picks, all this stuff. Let's say that Kuzma, he doesn't play too well in the playoffs. Let's say that Ingram looks really bad, and all of a sudden, that's the trade package that you have on the table for Anthony Davis. You think the Pelicans reevaluate how great of a return that is? Yeah, absolutely they would. So I think the unknown is more so in the Lakers' favor. When it comes to the summertime, if it's wooing a free agent, if it's trying to make a trade for Anthony Davis, the unknown about how high the upside is, what's the potential or the likelihood that these young players turn into star players or really good, strong players. It's part of the unknown. 
So the more you know, the more it could hurt the Lakers. And if you know more, seeing their deficiencies being exposed in the playoffs, I don't think that's good for business going forward. I think it hurts them. Puts them in a worse position. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, will Ryan Bershinger take a punch? I mean, I think we've talked about this, not the whole show. We've talked about it at times during the whole show. I think it's only right for the public who have stood by our side that they get a a return on their investment here. You know, they've invested their time. It's only right that Ryan takes a punch to the stomach. And also, uh, disagreeing with something Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley had to say in terms of college football free agency. I'm Brian No. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. I'm Brian No. here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Become a new card member and Discover will match all the cash back you've earned dollar for dollar at the end of your first year. Learn more at discover.com slash match limitations apply. All right, so I got to go quick here with my college football spiel. So I got to see if Ryan Bershinger is going to step up to the plate. I'm holding out hope that he takes a punch to the stomach before we get out of here. I think it's only right for the people that have been through the show. with They've been sticking around to see if this is going to happen. I think it's only right for the people. Do it for the people, Ryan. Don't do it for, do it for the people listening. But here's the thing about college football. I find this to be incredibly interesting. The NCAA, they're reviewing their own guidelines when it comes to granting immediate eligibility to athletes. Some athletes want to transfer from one school to the next. They want to play right away. Justin Fields, who was at Georgia, was there for the 2018 season, didn't get much playing time, transfers to Ohio State. He's deemed to be eligible right away, can play for Ohio State at the beginning of the 2019 season. That's better for college football, for those players to be able to play right away. It isn't a worse product where you get to see Justin Fields, highly touted, top recruit, best quarterback. You're going to see him on the field. I'll tell you right now, I'll go out of my way to watch Ohio State play early in the season where I wouldn't have beforehand, but this Justin Fields dynamic, it's similar to NFL free agency just from this standpoint. When you see players go from team to team, it is interesting. You want to see, hey, how are they going to fare? How are they going to mesh with their teammates? Is this going to make the team a lot better? There are so many things that free agency, it makes it really interesting for the upcoming season. Hey, this player who played for the Cowboys forever. Now he's playing for the Giants, and he's going up against his favorite, his former team. Those sorts of things. It's exciting. It's not a better product. If you had an NFL free agency where every free agent, if they switch teams, they have to sit out for an entire year, and then you get to see them the next year. That doesn't make sense for the NFL. That's a similar concept with college football. It isn't a better product that some highly touted players who aren't getting great playing time, are coveted by other teams. They go to those other teams. They have to sit out for an entire year. That's not better for college football. That's a worse product. And I think for anybody who says, well, Brian, when you get a scholarship, you're essentially signing a contract. You're signing up for a four-year ride. That's what happens in the Pac-12. 
That's what happens in other instances. I don't look at it like that. I look at it where if coaches can break their contracts who are getting paid significant amount of money, significant amounts of money, if they can break their contracts and pick up without losing any steam, why can't the players? And on top of that, if the players aren't getting paid, okay, if they're not allowed to profit off of their image and likeness, okay, the least you can do as the NCAA is let them transfer at least one time from school A to school B without having to sit out for an entire year. Like, that's at some point, good Lord, can something go in their favor if they're trying to better their situation by going elsewhere? Now, here is Oklahoma head coach Lincoln Riley. He was a guest on Cowherd's show on Friday morning. Here's what he had to say. I'm not saying they shouldn't be able to leave. I think players do deserve rights. I do I do think they deserve a choice of where to go. But I think there's got to be, unless you're a graduate, I think there's got to be some type of ramification for for changing. And I think that's because if, you know, right now we're teaching them something that when they get to the rest of their life in the real world, it's not like that. And we're teaching them, you know, we're giving them, I think, a false impression of what the real world is really going to be like for these guys. I look, I see where he's what he's going for. He's trying to say sometimes there are situations where you should stick it out. You shouldn't just up and leave hoping for a better situation when it doesn't actually turn out to be that. Okay, I understand what he's going for, but you got to understand this is how life does work. If you're if you're in an occupation, right? And I'll say sports radio for instance. If you're at a place and you're trying to get to a, a certain level, or you're trying to get airtime or whatever, and you're not getting it, you're not getting it, you're not getting it, like you're you're gonna have to do something else. Like if you're if you're an auto mechanic, better example, you go there and you're hoping for 40 hours a week and they're giving you 22. I'm like, sorry, we don't have the hours for you. Sorry, we don't have the hours for you. Are you supposed to be like, well, I'm just gonna stick it out? <laughs> Or or maybe you look for another job, which ends up being a better situation. So I don't follow him completely there. The whole thing is this. You're going to hear coaches push back like crazy on this. The transfer rule, if you're automatically eligible right away, regardless if you're a graduate transfer or not, these head coaches are going to push back and be like, no, 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 this, this is going to make our jobs tougher. Granted, it does, but it makes college football a better product. Unless you think it's good for the NFL free agents to have to sit out an entire year and you not get to see them right away. If you think that's dumb, well, how is it that much different with college football and those marquee players having to sit out for a year? Okay, I've left 30 seconds, Ryan Bershinger. That's more than enough time to take a punch to the stomach. What do you say? You know, I do understand. I, I am a film guy, so I understand uh, if you show a gun in Act 1, it's got a fire in Act 3. Uh-huh. So I get it. We have been talking about this for quite some time now, and uh-huh. and I think... Stall, stall, stall. I, I think my abs may, We don't have much time, Ryan. Is may K-Fig, be ready. Is he, like, raring back to punch you? Yes, he is. He's, You're he's, lying. Oh <laughs> he's ready. You are- you are is, lying no, your face off. I'm reaching back what, right now. Five seconds. Oh, Two, uh, one. You're liars. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my! Look at that! He is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.